Oh, my God. 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. And guess what? We're at Camp Hask Experience Day on what is an absolutely beautiful and glorious Sunday. As we've been telling, we've been telling everybody two things. Number one, we'd be here at Hask on Sunday, and we would be uh, broadcasting or recording or presenting the Monday morning JM and the AM from here, from this unique and incredible celebration. That was the first thing we guaranteed. We also guaranteed, even though Miriam Wallach felt it was too much of a risk on my part, we also guaranteed for some reason, mm-hmm. every time there's a Hask Experience Day, and this, of course, goes way back before COVID and before this event was postponed, et cetera, et cetera, there always is phenomenal, glorious, and incredible weather. I will never figure it out. I wish we could uh, apply this to other events that we have to be at where the weather could you be. You know at- it's going to rain now. <laughs> well, Do you know what you just did? It is possible. It's going to rain. Because I did see there might be a spot of a shower or two uh, in the forecast. Mm-hmm. But I am telling you that there is something incredible about this. In fact, it's funny because the last time we were together uh, broadcasting outdoors was the Celebrate Israel Parade. And you and I both said yes. that even though we got got a lucky break that the humidity was not as bad as it could have been. Still, it was a very hot day on Fifth Avenue in New York City. We come up to Hask. Uh. We, we pray with the <laughs> 95 to 100 degree numbers that we're seeing in the city. We yeah. pray that we'll get a temperature, you know, 10 or 15 degrees lower. And sure enough, that's uh. what we have. We have really comfortable weather, a breeze, a little too breezy, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> if, people, if people knew exactly what was going on. Uh, here behind the scenes, a little too breezy, right? Uh, but nice weather and uh, just absolutely glorious. The camp, which always looks spectacular, looks particularly spectacular today. Correct. Well, first of all, Boker Tov to you. Boker Tov. And second of all, yes, um, you could not be more accurate. First of all, I've, I've said it to Rav Judah, and I said it to Mike Zone, who runs the Make It Happen team. I'm like, camp looks Amazing. Yeah. Camp looks glorious. And yes, somehow or another, they figured out the weather again. God bless them. Now that you've already tempted fate, I feel we can talk about it openly. Yeah, why not? Um, but it's glorious. Because it's the only guarantee. It's the only place where you could say Correct. it and, and, and it's going to remain this way. And by the way, I got to tell you, there was um, it was a nice drive up this morning. Right? It's nice to drive from my house to uh, Fort Lee, New Jersey in 30 minutes. That <laughs> was unbelievable. Then Slotesburg 20 minutes later. Unbelievable, right? But to watch the temperature drop in my car on the gauge, it was like, okay, we're at 82, we're at 78, we're at 75, we're at 71. I was like, I'll take 71. Yeah, so this yeah, is Yeah, I would great. assume it's going to get a little warmer, but again... This is, it doesn't this, matter. This is something unique and wonderful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Now, there has not been a Camp Hask Experience Day for a couple no. of years. That's something we pointed out. Correct. Obviously, the... Uh, since 2019, no? Since 2019. That infamous wow. pandemic Jeez. that doesn't seem to ever move on. 
Uh, I think we have to move on with it. Well, I hope so. That's so beautiful, Miriam. Derailed things for a couple of years, and now uh, we're back on a full-fledged experience day, one where uh, everybody's invited, the public's invited to participate in the concert and all the different activities that are here, a lot of carnival rides, etc. Bouncy houses. Bouncy houses and and petting zoos and the concert, as we said, and a lot of great food from Chickies available, etc., etc. And all this is happening here today on a day where we're going to be able to meet a whole bunch of wonderful people that are part of the backbone of this Camp Hask organization. It's 50 years now, Camp Hask, 50 years. When I was first in any way affiliated with this camp, I don't think it had been 20 years yet. And now it is a 50-year experience uh, where Camp Hask is uh, filling a special need, a really special need in our community, mm-hmm. uh, pun intended. Yes. A really oh, special. Oh, nice. Well, thank you very much. Oh, my. A special need. It's not going to be a whole show like that, is a it? A special need in our community. <laughs> <laughs> Attracting people from all around the country and around the world, not only to be campers, but to be staff members as well. Someone pointed out earlier uh, that there are many people here from Israel. In fact, someone asked that we give a special shout-out to um, uh, to Beit Shemesh, where a lot of people are from. Uh, I'm going to give a special shout-out to the old city of Jerusalem, mm. where we have listeners, especially early in the morning, uh, who are affiliated in one way, shape, or form with the uh, campers of, uh, of Camp Hask and the staff members of Camp Hask. So we're going to utilize this opportunity to just uh, welcome the world to what is a uh, unique and wonderful experience on this experience day up at Camp Hask. And we've already seen a number of friends... Yeah, right. We were people. greeted by a number of friends. I do want to give Noki Crone a shout-out, yeah. taking care of the production for the concert. What time does the concert start? I think 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. I don't Is know. I'm going to look. I'm going to look. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's Camper concert, 1. 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. Um, Camper concert, 1 o'clock. So, uh, yeah, so shout-out to Noki Crone and his entire team. And shout-out already, I just, I just want to say an official good morning to Batya. Batya is our... Our liaison. Our go-to gal, our go-to staffer here at Camp Hask. She is going to be almost our showrunner, Nahum. And that's Batya Bozen. Yes. And we get to speak to her later. Bozen with, like, a Z. But that's... No, but I'm saying pronounced, like... Yes. And we get to see her and speak to her later on correct, in the show. Correct, correct. And we're looking forward to that for sure. We thank her now. We thank her in the middle of the show. We thank her at the end of the show. We hope she's still speaking to me at the end of the show. It's all good. It's well, all good. I don't see any reason why exactly. not. Well, or reason too, depending on the way you look at it. And uh, we saw Rev Judah a number of times. We got a couple good schmoozes in with him. We saw Chai Rosner. Avi um, Pollock. Avi Pollock. I mentioned Mike Sohn already. Right. Ezra Wallach made a guest appearance nice. here. Of course, he's already exited stage left. I have no idea where he is. Um, and we have the Chickies trucks setting up on our right. Now, that's not a big deal to some people, but it's a huge deal to a lot of people. And did you get to pass the Chickies trucks on your drive up? I didn't see them on the road. Really? No. I don't know. It Maybe was we were fun blowing by, I mean, driving by them. Yeah. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, I knew where they were going. That's all I had to say is I knew where they were going. Straight to Camp Hass. Straight to Camp Hass. That's for sure. Exactly. So everybody out there who's uh, who, who has uh, seen and heard this tradition before, of us broadcasting a Monday morning show from Sunday at Camp Hask. Uh, it is in, uh, in in many ways similar to what we've had in the past. In mm-hmm. many ways, it is a day filled with incredible fun, lots of rides, wonderful Jewish music, which, yes. of course, during the three weeks, uh, we're able to present great Jewish music here uh, at Camp Hask. And in addition to that, uh, there's a lot of new stuff because it's now 2022. It's now years since we've been here because right. of the pandemic. And I've already... Malcolm, you and I have not aged a bit. And I've already been told that there are new facilities. Yes. A bunker, too, that uh, we could c- consider state-of-the-art by 2022 standards. Not a bunker. 
A bunk or two. A bunk or two. And yes. uh, and we will find out more about uh, the physical layout of Camp Hask and all the different things they've been able to do and upgrade and build over the last couple of years here uh, in Parksville, New York. And so, also, Nahum, I mean, you're emceeing a concert at 1 o'clock. Yeah, I can't wait. I know. And they got some stars that are going to yeah. be uh, on stage, including uh, Joey Newcomb and Mordecai Shapiro, some others as well. And we should also mention that Yessie Zweig will be here Jesse's later. Yessie Zweig's going to be here. Correct. I'm told a whole bunch of people that have followings on social media will be uh, roaming the camp and yep. and uh, and be communicating with their followers. Uh, Communing with the people. Yeah, exactly. He'll be with exactly. the people, and they'll be uh, getting the message of Camp Hask out to all the people watching around the world. So it's a unique and different atmosphere. Not a very unique. No, not at no, all. not at it's all. It's a unique and different atmosphere <laughs> compared to what it was years ago. Yeah, but you know what? Like... I mean, I already said on the air on th when I joined you on the air on Thursday morning that two words I don't use anymore are pivot and unprecedented. unprecedented. But one thing about this facility right now, I'm going to use the word adapts. Now, that is obviously a camp ask term, right, to uh -huh. be adaptive and inclusive, etc. But... It is the happiest place on earth for a reason. They, they've literally picked it up in stride. Um, it's just, you feel it. And everyone here is excited. Everyone's excited that we are back on track. We as a society, we as Camp Ask, we as the network, like everything. The whole, I mean, you know, if Rev Judah was here, sitting here with us now, I would say something like Shalom Al Yisrael, and he would agree. Like, there's a, there's a sense of, of norm. Don't you feel that way? I, I certainly do. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I walked into, the, into camp this morning and saw Rav Judah, I said, how are things going? And his answer was, Edo Milvado. I said, all right, I, can, I can't argue with that. Check. I cannot argue with that one, that's and, for sure. And we saw Uri Butler already and this Uri morning. Uri has been here. I'm sure Correct. he'll stop by at some point. I'm sure he, I mean, I, you and I are taking a half an hour break in the middle of the show, are we not? When Ori grabs the microphone, exactly. we may not have a choice. It's all right. It's all good. I also wanted to mention that uh, we are at the start of a very big week because yes. our Monday show today is of here from here at Camp Hask. Tomorrow, Tuesday, is going to be from our friends at Camp Missora. And later in the week, Jason Greenblatt's going to be in our T-Next studio uh, with his brand new book, in the Path of Abraham, which I'm in the middle of, and, oh, I have to tell you. I heard a great Jason Greenblatt story yesterday. Yeah. Hysterical. Um, evidently, he was on vacation in Hawaii, I, I guess January time or whatever it is, and friends of ours were there at the same Chabad, and the, the Gabai or whatever looks at him and goes, you look like that guy who works for Biden. And he goes, Trump. <laughs> and the guy's like, no, 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 you, the guy who works for Biden, he's like, Trump. And like it happened three times, and and he finally says, "I am that guy." But and it, it was Trump, right? And it was Trump. <laughs> it was just like hysterical. But um, but I have to share with you, yeah, that in the book, yeah, he discusses April sixteenth, twenty sixteen, yeah, the day that. Uh, what did I describe to you about that day? Right, the day that the room full of Jewish journalists watched Correct. Donald Trump bring him into the meeting yep. and. It looked like I can't wait to discuss this with him on the air because he he tells it from he tells the story from his perspective. I ended up being a hundred percent right oh. based on what I told you and our staff at that point, and I can't wait to tell from my perspective what it looked like. And of course, since that point, he right. has been his special Correct. envoy to the Middle East, and uh, uh, and that lasted until the end of the well, almost until the end of the Trump administration. I haven't seen him since Dubai. Right. Yeah, I haven't actually seen him. We've been in contact. I haven't seen him since then. He's uh, he's actually agreed to do it. One of the reasons I postponed the interview, because the book is out already, is that he would uh, show up live and in person. <gasps> so I get an opportunity really? to speak to him in Teaneck 
uh, on this coming Thursday He's morning. He's such a mensch. Yeah, he certainly is. Oh, well, my gosh. And he understands the value of a Correct. conversation like that. And I can't wait to talk to him about that date <laughs> and, and that story. And uh, I'll tell you, I just the, the whole thing was, as I'm reading it, the whole thing is just coming back to me as... Yeah, as I said, this is what happened, and now he's confirming that's exactly what happened. I know, but Nahum, think about it for a second. He made the effort to show up in our remote studio in Dubai. Kava Homer, right. he's going to show up in Zinek. The Dubai the man thing is I, unbelievable. I can't get over the whole Dubai thing. I'm time. a fan. I'm sure we're going to bring that up on Thursday. Jason Greenblatt for, I don't know, what position do we want to, what, what, whatever what he office, wants whatever he wants, exactly. I don't know what his aspirations are, so I'm not going to even guess. So right, right now he wants to sell a lot of books, and we're going to help him do we're that. We're going to help him do that. Uh, JM and the M on a Monday, uh, we're at Camp Hask on what is Hask Experience Day, a very fun, wonderful, and incredible atmosphere. Miriam Wallach with me on a, uh, on a Monday morning broadcast. That also makes it fun that, I'm, that we're here. Yeah, are you kidding? This is great. No, this I'm saying that you and I are back behind uh, 100%. Yeah. It's been two months because the last I time know. we were together was at the Celebrate Israel What parade. are we doing again in two months? I don't know. We've got to figure this out. All right. Um... But um, but to be up at Camp Hess. Now, I want to remind everybody. Yeah. And I said to myself, there were a couple of things I wanted to cover with you in the first half hour. One of them was that Jason Greenblatt story, which I'm yeah. glad we did. The That's other, a good story about the victim. I love that. <laughs> the other one is because people don't always get their politics right. It's not, it sounds like what's happened sometimes in my living room. Right, but also the because story. there's another Jason who's very well known. And, uh, and they get confused. Right, I hear that. Right. They so, get confused. So that's what happens sometimes. Uh, so that the uh, the um, the other story was, or the other thing that I wanted to discuss with you was that there's that, that there are there are people that often don't remember that in addition to your role here as co-host, you could speak about uh, what's going on here at Camp Hask from a level of experience. Right. And that's because you actually were a staff member ro roaming, these, roaming these grounds yep. a, a little while ago. Hey, 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 that was harsh. I said a little. That a, was harsh. A little while what ago. What is happening? I guess they are firing up the truck. And it's funny, yesterday I'm in shul and someone says to me that in addition to his uh, uh, camping career, which included a different couple of different places that we've heard of mm -hmm. you know, over the early part of his life, then when it was time to become a staff member, he went ahead and became a staff member at Camp Hask. And I'm like, wow, you don't realize how many people have had this experience already, even if it was many, many years ago. So the, the, um, the, the fact that you're able to sit here in 2022 and in your own mind compare what it was like back then to these days and to remember mm -hmm. what it was like back then to eventually get to these days, I think is, is unique and interesting. Yeah, and the truth of the matter is, is that this gives us an opportunity to preview the uh, Door to Door initiative which um, people will talk about through people will talk about later in the show. Right. This idea of next gen counselors, parents who were counselors and now their kids are counselors, and or or not even just counselors, just staff here at Camp Hask, and and so we'll, they'll be able to discuss that initiative. But again, it speaks to what I alluded to or what I began to mention on on Thursday is the change in the way we as a society view families who have children with special needs, children with, with special needs, adults with special needs, and, and that the word inclusion is not just something in italics and in quotation marks. It's a way to live, and it's a way to respectfully treat each other. And the, the, you know, a similar conversation I heard over Shabbos um, about how there's a group 
in Israel currently touring, and there are main, there are you know able-bodied mainstream kids, and there are kids um, who have disabilities. And if everyone can't do the activity, no one does the activity. Nobody gets left behind. And here you have a camp that is literally revolving around meeting the needs of everybody. And and you know, Nahum, you know that I that I am a big believer, and you have to meet people where they are, right? Well. God knows Camp Hask meets their people where they are, wherever they are. This is not a cookie cutter kind of situation. This is a, what does that kid need? What does that camper need? What does that staffer need? How can we best facilitate that staffer to be the best staff member ever? Because it only makes camp better. So there's such a different opinion, such a holistic approach to camp now, such an open dialogue. It's it's amazing, and, and frankly, Hask is the trailblazer in that. And the uh, the point you made earlier about inclusion, and now you know that being the norm in so many areas of life. It, what's incredible is how many people you meet who are Hask alumni or Hask campers, and they have employment. They actually have Correct. a job. Correct. And someone mentions this to me yesterday about a job he has with Amazon, and I'm saying to myself, wow, I, it's unbelievable that, that it doesn't seem surprising to me anymore. It's unbelievable it's not even a big deal anymore, Right. which is also remarkable. One right. other thing I wanted to mention with you, which I mean, I hope we have a chance to speak during the show, but I wanted to, I have a list of things that I, I said to myself would be, would be either funny or interesting to bring up or mm -hmm. both. The last time you and I were on this campus. Yes. You remember or you don't remember? I mean, I do remember, but now I'm wondering what specifically you're talking about. Then you don't remember. When's the last time we were on this campus? When we were in the snow. Oh, you do remember. Yeah, that's why I'm... Oh. We were here no, in I the just, snow. I just think it's funny that oh. we are now looking at an area that's obviously full of sunshine and, you know, incredibly great weather. The last time we were here... I had produced right, a house concert. Do you remember this? <laughs> Yes. But, but this, but this walkway looked like, and, and the greatest fear of the ice on the steps and everything else. Oh please! Was, we were running back into the car to defrost. That was January. Yes. That was a January day in 2020, I guess, or 2021. Correct. 2020, because 2020. 2020 is when the first Ellie Gerstner did part one and I did concert. part two. Right. Correct. So that was a uh, that was an interesting experience about whether it's like to be up here in Parksville, New York during the winter. Uh -huh. I'm glad that the weather is much different today, frankly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, listen. On the other hand, you're talking to the person who loves snow. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. And on the way to school yesterday, in 90 something degree heat, right. I am walking next to another couple. And I am muttering under my breath, I love snow, I miss the snow, I love snow, I miss the snow. So, yes, this is amazing. And leave it to Camp Pass to make sure that Experience Day is A1. But, yeah, you know, it's been hot, Nahum. Yeah. It's been hot. It is, uh, it's been a hot summer Correct. so far. Um, so I will recall that day with, in my opinion... Tremendous uh, frigidity. Oh, yeah, that was and well. You, also uh, for you, right. I wouldn't let you wear a coat. Well, right, I was outside <laughs> not wearing a coat, trying to record something. Right. And for you, you look back with tremendous uh, uh, those nostalgia. Those were the days. If only those there were was, the days. There, if only there was a foot of snow a on the ground now. A of snow. But um, but yes, we have seen. Shall we say, camp ask through the seasons. Yes. That is for sure. <laughs> and um, we've been on different sides of production for Camp Ask. Correct. It's also something to mention. I remember when um, when part one of that Camp Ask, con of that Ask concert, was being recorded at... Um, at, I know uh, exactly what you're going to say. At, Arts Girl Studios, yeah. No. Which one? Part one was at, one? Uh, was at the... 
Ah, the mall. Nachum. Oh, an American Dream. An American Dream. Thank you. Part two was at Art Scroll. Right. Part one was at American Dream. Ended at 1.07 in the morning, if I'm Something not like that. It was a little bit, yeah, it was a little bit Paschat Sosa, right. kind of a thing. Anyway, so I remember running around like a maniac with my post-it notes and whatever, because people who have seen Nahum and I work know that Nahum gets post-it notes. I post on post-it notes throughout the show right. using a Sharpie, and not because we don't know how to use technology, <laughs> but because that's what works best for Nahum Siegel. So I, over 10 years, just po- just pass him post-it notes. So every, I don't even know what to say, every smarty pants would come over to me during that show. You know there are better ways to do that. Really? Why don't you tell me how best to manage Nachum Siegel? I'm going to sit back here and you give me ideas. Well, if you had an iPad, yeah, Nachum doesn't want to look at an iPad. I'm like, do you think I want to run around like a nut job? No, but that's what's required here. Do you have the uh, 10 yacht event on your calendar? I sure do. Good, because that's another oh, case yes. where they always say, you know, no, you, know, you can have something in your ear. And I'm like, no my, no, my ear is sitting right there. Correct. That's where she's sitting. Right. I don't need, please do not give me ideas. Correct. We've gone through it. This is what works. And you know what? Sometimes old school, if it ain't broke, don't fix that's it. That's right. Speaking of um, old school, if you hear that diesel engine over my shoulder, that's not, you know, we're not being invaded. That's the chickie's truck. It, it's 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 really loud, um, and that while you and I were concerned that the music would be too loud too loud in the background, that is no longer a problem. It's the, it's the engine it's of the, the engine. Truck. I can hear the engine like I'm sitting. I don't in the know. Cab. For some reason, because it's chickies, I'm ready to give it a pass. What well, I, I can't you? wait till they start frying chicken, and all of a sudden there's nobody on my left, and I got to go find another another host. Who's that, doing interviews? What knock? Who's getting chicken? I don't think that'll happen. Uh, Jam in the AM with a uh, Monday morning broadcast, and Ezra Wallach is here. Hi, Ez- Ezra Wallach. Ezra Wallach, who's a staff member. Officially, uh, what department is he? Uh, officially, what type of? Graham. Uh, what kind of title does he uh, does he have here in he's camp? He's a staffer. He's. Uh, what he's, does that mean? Know. Does that mean counselor? He's a mean? counselor. He's a counselor here at yeah. campus. So I'm gonna. He's a super counselor. Oh, apparently, his reputation is that he's a top counselor. I haven't even spread that rumor, but I will be for the next two and a half hours. So I want, I'm want i going to take this opportunity to welcome Ezra and to thank him for the gift that he sent along. Yes. Thank you very much, Ezra. Well, you're so cute. For, you're the, so for, the, cute. for the gift that you said to me. It's, yes. It's in its proper I brought place. It. Ah. It's in its proper place at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> not the garbage. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but, but anyway, I want to thank you for the, uh, for the thought and for even considering that I would enjoy uh, looking at it. Thank you very, very yes, much. Yes, he's uh, he's good to go. Okay, Nahum. Yeah. My suggestion at the moment yeah. is we play a little bit of music. All right. Um, see, we're, see, while it has, we could have regular music, correct. which is what you hear in the background. Correct. When it comes to us on the air, we are going to be in our three weeks we're format. We're still in our three weeks format. So, it's rough, but we're here. It's it's funny. Oh, Nahum, the rides are starting. It's funny how that works. The rides are starting. Oh, so I'll be lost to Chickies, and you'll be lost to the carnival exactly. rides. Exactly. Who's taking over the show while I'm carnival. on the bouncy You're house? You're not a carnival ride person, are you? No, I'm not, because yeah, I'm terrified so. of those things. Right. I don't yes, think you no, were. not so much. Anyway. As a fearless person, I'm terrified of those things. Yeah, and for some reason, I used to, I mean, I, I, I loved until, really? I, until I hit a certain age, I used to go on all those crazy rides. Why? Up, the upside down stuff. No. And, uh, all the time. You upside down? All the time. Who it would was... put you upside down? That's a disaster <laughs> waiting to happen. It was insane. In fact, during one of the recent Tullamoids in um, in um, Six Flags, yeah. during one of the more recent ones, I actually went on the rotor. You know what the rotor is? The one where you stick to the wall? I was going to say the one where gravity, where, 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 where people tend to. Oh. to <laughs> 
<laughs> to get sick yes. of. It's unbelievable. And I'm saying to myself, wow. But now I, I, now I wouldn't do it anymore. But anyway, it was very funny that, uh, that yes, the carnival rides are right in front of us and they're going to get set to enjoy them here. All right. Uh, a little bit of this. Uh, a little from, bit of this and a little bit of that. We're our, going to a song. From our three weeks format here yeah. at JM and the AM. And then we will continue with plenty more. Excellent. On a Monday morning broadcast from the Cab Hask Experience Day. You're listening to the Nahum Siegel Network. Seeker of the truth, I'm the hope of generations clinging firmly to my roots. I'm a partner in creation and a leader among men. But if I'm honest now and then, I'm just a servant of Hashem. I need you deep, as proud as can be. I need you. I've known slavery, I've known freedom, been second to the throne, from exile to expulsion, now I'm finally coming home, I've received the greatest honors, been the toast of the town, but every time I turn around, I find myself knocked down, as proud as can be, I need you Allah 
format though is a three weeks format and that's why you heard what you heard but I am glad that we have a very festive atmosphere here in the background as we broadcast from Camp Hask Experience Day with Shmiel Khan, Director of Camp Hask and Rav Judah Michelle, Executive Director of Camp Hask. But, uh, good morning to both of you and thanks for joining us here at JM in the AM. What a oh, there we go, sorry, go ahead. What a COVID of seeing you here, having you here, Nachum, you and your team. 
set up so beautifully for this festival day of uh, Camp Pasch Experience Day. It's Gavaldi. Yeah, does camp look this beautiful every single day? Because we were joking earlier that for some reason you guys always have the best weather on Experience Day, but it's sort of like this all summer, right? The sun always shines in Camp Pasch. <laughs> there you go. It's Gavaldi. <laughs> there you go. Every single day, even in the rain, we have so much to do here. The kids have so much to do. Rain doesn't get in the way. You see kids running to the to the pool to the, in, in the in the pouring rain. They're in their bathing suits because we have indoor pools for them. We have all our our activities are all indoor and outdoor. So. Rain doesn't get into the way. Baruch Hashem. Rav Judah, you've had a lot of very, uh, you've had an entire list, I should say, a very long list of guests in camp already this summer. We are, we are just one of thousands <laughs> that have visited here and have benefited from this incredible avira, this amazing atmosphere. I, I appreciate that you've included us and we get to experience this like so many others have had during this summer. People are drawn to it. Like a moth to light. People come in, <laughs> plug everybody, in, everybody wants get to be charged up, up. Yeah, there's a very powerful, very powerful energy here. But when, it's rare that a day goes by without someone of note coming to visit, to speak, to, to experience all this, to check in with the campers, right. etc. Deliberately, deliberately, right. deliberately. And, and, and what's beautiful is that it's really the cross-section of Kal Yisrael. I mean, you have here, Camp Ask is the crossroads of the entirety of the Jewish community, who we're serving, who's serving everyone together. It's really... Uh, it's really a place that brings the Jewish people together. It's something we could all agree on. It's pretty amazing. Uh, this day did not always exist. There was not always a time when you were sort of open to the public and available to everybody to come and to enjoy the Camp Hask uh, Experience Day. Uh, I don't know who thought of it. I don't know when it was implemented. If I thought you know, long and hard, I might be able to figure it out. Uh, but it's been a pretty, uh, a pretty good piece to the Camp Hask summer puzzle. It's a Rebbe Huda, a creation. Mavish. Discredit that. Uh, I didn't realize I was praising you as I was going through the history we of had, experience. We, we, have, we have visiting day. Parents come. Right. There was a time we had two visiting days. Right. Once the beginning, once the, toward the middle or the end. But this uh, a day like this is only the last the decade or so where uh, Rabbi Judah joined our team and uh, it became something that people, not only the parents of the uh, campers, the parents of the counselors and other guest donors are, are invited to come to see what Camp Ask is all about. And that's why the last couple of years had a, a tinge of sadness that you weren't able to open the camp to the public. In fact, if you go back to 2020, I think you ended up actually being like a day program here in camp in Parksville. Was last summer a little bit more normal? Yeah, but the, the main thing here is the main thing. The main thing is providing for the well-being, the health, the right. safety, and the therapeutic medical needs of our campers. So COVID was very challenging for the entire world, sure. but for anyone who's dealing with people with, with, with compromised immune systems or, or challenging medical situations, it made it all the more difficult. In 2020, we were a day program according to state right. law, according to emergency protocol. All done on the up and up. We did our best. We created a day program also in the five towns. We provided day program in Brooklyn, um, and we had one upstate here as a respite program during the day. Last summer, thank God, we were, you know, we were two steps toward the N-word, I guess more normal. Seemed more regular, right? Um, thank God, but we still really maintained the real watch on who was coming in and out, also for the well-being of our, of our campers. And now, thank God, everyone's outside, you know, the world is, is, is starting to, to heal, and uh, we're moving forward. And this is a day, like Shmuel mentioned, for our campers, their parents and families had a visiting day two weeks ago. They came, they spent time with the teachers and the therapists and the direct care staff. They got to have a day that was really engineered for them and for their families, the main thing, the main thing. And today, for us, is a day of, uh, of turning outward and saying, 
Camp Ask is not, uh, not some private enterprise. It belongs to Klal Yisrael. We're here providing needs for the community, and the community loves being a part of it. People love coming here, seeing their kids in action, seeing their family members in action. People worked here, people fell in love here, people were in service here. There are people who come from far and wide just to get a little bit of a taste of the magic and, and hopefully to take part in the, in the privilege of, of, of keeping this boat floating. It's a Klal Yisrael celebration, and we are here. JMNAM at Camp Hask Experience Day on a Monday morning. Shmiel, I was joking earlier that the last time I was here, there was a foot of snow on the ground. You may recall, because I think we needed you to coordinate when we had to actually do some filming up here, and that was in the height of COVID. Uh, I always joke with you that's your favorite time of the year, because that's when you get most of the things done that needs to be done on the campus. And I was already given a heads up that there is a new bunkhouse and there uh, there's an upgraded medical facility that you refer to as base refuel. If, if Judah's on the air, I was told you can't refer to don't, it as a medical it's facility. Not infirm. It's don't a, say it's infirm. It's a base refuel. Who wants to go to a place that's <laughs> infirm? It's a place of healing. Did you have an active off season before you got up here to camp for the summer? Very active till the last day, till the, 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 the <laughs> stairs sure. started to, 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 to arrive. Appear, right? I want to tell you something yeah. that's going to be very special today yeah. for the parents of the staff. Right. More special for the parents of staff than probably anyone else. What happens is during the summer, the staff grow an affection, a love to the campus they serve. And during the year, the staff beg for the campus to come to join them for a Shabbos, for, for a holiday, for a Shayantav. And the parents of the staff get to see who their kids. They get to see the, 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 their children, our, our counselors, live working with the children that they're going to have in their house all winter long. Right. It's something gewaldic. And in many cases, it's hard for them to believe that their children, and I say this with love and I say this with tremendous compliments, it's hard for them to believe that their children are able to interact and really supervise and take care of those in challenging situations. I wonder situations. if Miriam L. Wallach uh, is surprised by her son's ability to uh, Well, to she's, lead been, she's been told that he's a superstar here. <laughs> that, that was the word. A yeah. top counselor was yes. the was the uh, term that was used. They say in Yiddish that the apple doesn't fall, fall far there from the tree. There you go. Door All right. Door. You were also a counselor here? I know. You were a waitress. That's why I'm joking. <laughs> door la door. Door la door. Oh, and a counselor. Yes. Door la door. So There's a legacy true. of chesed. You're going to see right. today dozens I of stand corrected. Dozens and dozens of parents and children who are in service here together. A Masora of Chesed. You remember when staff was how many total people? 20? 15. 15. And now today, how many staff members? Come on, Drew, tell me. We're over we 600. Get how many? Over 600. Over 600 staff members. I love it. For less than 300 kids. For less than 300 campers. Unbelievable. What a staff to camper ratio. And it's necessary for those of you who are Everyone familiar. Everyone is here has a, 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 a pointed responsibility right. that they have to do. All right. One of the things we get to experience, or I should say get to highlight today, is the Pillars Society. Obviously, Camp Hask looks to the community. We know this from the concert history and from so many other things. We look to the community to keep us going up here in Parksville, New York. Uh, give, me a, give me a word. Give me a word. We'll talk more about it later. But give me a word from your perspective about those who are supporting Hask once a month. Partnership. The word is partnership and responsibility. We, we've created a, a, a phenomenal society and opportunity for every single person to be able to be a partner here and to make a real impact. It's $1,000 a year. It's 83 bucks a month. Basically what people spend in Starbucks. Some people spend in Starbucks in a week, depending <laughs> what neighborhood you're from. Um, it's an opportunity to really help us make sure that year-round 
we're covered so that we can focus on growing our program, increasing the services, and making capital improvements. We have over 300 members of this Pillar Society, wow, nice. alumni, friends, and it's an extraordinary and, and, and direct way for people to make a year-round impact. And we will talk more about it later on. You can go to pillars.campass.org, pillars.campass.org. Thank you to Rav Judah Thank Michelle. you for being here. Thank you, you to Rav You know Khan. that it's a big day when the Nachum Siegel Network is here. Appreciate yes, that. to you. Thank you so much. And yes, we like to think of it that way, uh, that if we're here and if we are part of the uh, celebration, that there is uh, a lot going on and a great spirit going on here. At, uh, at JM in the AM. We've got uh, Rav Kivi Naiman. Is that the correct pronunciation? Naiman. Is this it either way? Either way. And Michael Hurtis. You nailed it. Who is, uh, <laughs> I, think I, was, I think I cheated on that one. They, they gave me a warning in advance about that pronunciation. <laughs> That's funny, I have a nephew, Akiva Naiman. Isn't yeah, that we, we get each other's emails. You do get each other's yeah. I was wondering, I said, you must know who it is at this point. Uh, California, Israel is exactly. all over the place. Anyway, welcome to both of you. Um, this is, look, we just touched on this a moment ago with Shmiel and Rav Judah, and that is the, uh, uh, the uh, effort that's being made to keep Camp Hask family members in the family. Right, someone comes here not just as a camper, but someone comes here as a staff member. Uh, we want them really to feel that they have a welcome place here at Camp Hask for life, and that's what the Pillar Society is all about. Uh, Rabbi Kivi Naiman, we will start with you. Tell me, aside from the Pillar Society, anything general you want to say about alumni engagement? I mean, there's a lot of things going on. Baruch Hashem, this is a, a place where people who come here want to remain here and you know as life goes on sometimes it's hard to take seven weeks seven amazing weeks of the summer you know when you're not 18 19 20 and remain here and we've been working really hard to create ways for people to just stay involved year long and that's our goal and one of our most successful ways really in a lot a lot of its uh, thanks to Michael is we've grown and built this pillar society and it's just such an amazing way to for people to get involved friends alumni everyone and it's been super successful. And, uh, and uh, as you said, it's an it's a opportunity all throughout the year, no matter what the event might be. And you can give examples if you want. Right, meaning we're, we're you know, having a touch point always Hanukkah. We do an amazing right. raffle, and people are so generous and sponsor things, and pillars get, you know, feel involved. Oh, because these do. days they don't have to show up to feel involved. They can just be involved, you know, by email <laughs> and, and virtually. Exactly. And we do, you know, like big, uh, you know, we call them state of the pillars, these big Zoom meetings where we give, you know, insider information. Oh, a new building's being built. Like, you know about it first. You see it. Get, you know, get on the phone. Get on the Zoom with Rajuda, with Shmuel, with Michael, with, with people involved in camp. And it lets people feel connected to what's going on here. Because while it might be a seven-week program, there's 12 months of planning to make Camp Pass happen. There's no question about that. As Shmuel yeah. just described earlier, it's up, up to the last minute to make sure that this camp is, uh, is, is ready for the camping season. Michael Hurtis, Pillar Society. Uh, those of you who want information can go to pillars.camphass.org, pillars.camphass.org. Why has this succeeded to the degree that it has? A, an idea that you had and that you brought to fruition. Yes, I'll tell you. Um I think there's a big misconception in the world that to have a real impact, you have to donate a lot of money. And sure. I think what we identified was the opportunity for people to get involved at a very respectable amount per year or per month. And um, we realized how many people want to get involved that way. So, Halavai, we should all be able to give those big amounts. But right now, at the stages of life that a lot of us are in, that $83 a month or that $1,000 per year is making such an impact because there's not one, two, or three of us doing it. 
Erev Shabbos, we broke 300 people who were nice. doing it. So what started as, as an idea, I, I jumped in after it was created, uh, but what started as an idea, we made a few tweaks. Uh, we thought, all right, we'll get 50 people. You know, it'll be amazing. You know, X amount per year in recurring donations. Um, before we knew it, within a few months, we sat down and our new goal was 180 people by the end of the summer, and we broke that. So uh, it's really been incredible. Everyone who's a part of it has been beyond amazing. We have uh, members who are three generations worth, you know, grandparents, parents, and uh, now counselors or people who have been here as a counselor or another position. And uh, like I said, to break 300 Arab Shabbos is not because of me or Kivi or, or anyone here. We're a small part of it. It's really because of everyone who's uh, been involved. 83 to a lot of people sounds better than 1,000 or more doable. And of course, even though it's the same thing, we understand that people would rather get involved on a monthly basis, as you just described. Rabbi Kivi Naiman and, uh, and Michael Hurtis are with us, talk about the Pillar Society and alumni engagement. You, mu you must have some amazing stories of those who've spent time on this campus and now have become like part and parcel of the behind the scenes it's, here. It's, it's amazing. I mean, look, it's, in, in some ways, Michael is a, you know, a good, good testament example. to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Michael, guy, a textbook yeah, task guy. Yeah, you know, he's the person, he came here, met he was my a wife counselor, here. met his wife, <laughs> you know, worked, you know, MIH. It, his stuff he, he helped around and then you know he wanted to get involved and he saw this pillars oppor opportunity at the point it was small it was a, it was a, an idea and he said he calls me up he said kivi we're gonna make this happen we're gonna he made a few calls called a few shots why don't we shift this why don't we change this why don't we do this and all of a sudden the numbers started going in mike you know people started michael included called their their contacts said hey come on you were in camp with me just just do this it's so easy it's so doable 83 and people really got involved. You know, somebody said, uh, we had an event the other year, one of our first Pillars events, and someone got up there and described what it was, that every month when they're going over their credit card statement, they see that $83 can't pass, and it reminds them of everything they went on here, everything that <laughs> That's happened. That's great. For a small thing, they said, wow, this is the place where, you know, I, I met my wife. This is the place where I had such a great summer. And that throwback in the middle of a cold February meant so much to him. Uh, COVID helped or, or, or did not help with Pillars? I would think it helped people connect when they when there was when we had a period of time where just connection was so impossible. Yeah, I'll tell you, during COVID, I think is when we realized this is going to be huge because we did not want to make a push. We understood that a lot of people might have been going through a difficult time, whether they were laid off at work, right. expenses. No, no one knew what tomorrow right. was going to bring. Uh, so we stopped pushing at that point. But the emails kept coming in that so-and-so signed up and so-and-so signed up. And so I, I called Kivi and Kivi called me. We're back and forth. Wow, okay, th this is real. We have to be prepared for this to really take off. And, um, you know, maybe people being at home and by their computer more than they normally right. would be did help us. Um, I you also know, think the fact that they knew they couldn't walk into camp that summer yeah. you know, just made people want to connect in, a, in, in, in whatever efficient way they could. 100%. And like Kivi said earlier, you know, something we make a point doing because it's so well-deserved, we try to keep people in the loop as much as possible. So Today, there are people coming in who haven't been here in years, right. but throughout like the us. year. Yeah, exactly. First time in three years. That's right. Sure, it's amazing. Right. So uh, we really try to do a good job of keeping people in the loop. They're usually the first to know about big developments other than the board members and everyone. Um, and people, again, for $83 a month, yeah, the, 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 wow, that is really incredible. I hope we've encouraged some people to sign up because I'd love to see more and more support coming from this audience. It's pillars.camphass.org. Everyone out there listening knows how connected we've been to Camp Hass for decades. Uh, we, we remember a time when there were a lot less than 600 staff members for a summer. <laughs> and those of you out there who, uh, who can afford it, and I think at this point we could say most people out there can afford it, pillars.camphass.org, pillars.camphass.org.
Org. My thanks to both Rabbi Kivi, Rabbi, Rabbi Kivi Damon, and to Michael Hurtis, and the Pillar Society should continue to grow and grow. Amen. Thank, Thank you, you. Thank you very you. much, Thank you everyone gentlemen. who's involved. More coming up. You're listening to a Monday morning edition of JM and the AM. A reminder: we are up at uh, Camp Masora tomorrow on Tuesday, and then later in the week, Jason Greenblatt's going to join us for a conversation about his brand new book. All happening here on JM and the AM.
613 with that selection in a three weeks format Monday here at JM the AM or at Camp Hask. It's Hask Experience Day. Zahava Isaacs and Batya Bozen are here from MIH. It took us years to figure out what MIH stood for. But finally, at some point uh, back in the early 2000s, we did figure it out. It stands for making it, make it happen or making it happen. Which what is it officially? Is it make it happen or making it happen? It's both. <laughs> it's both, right? Anyway, you were the topic of conversation in my living room yesterday. Why? Because somebody in my living room yesterday, when your name came up, said that you have an abundance of energy and spirit. That's what they told me. I do. So, and you probably know who it is that told me that. Yonina. <laughs> exactly. Oh, she just texted me good luck. Actually. Oh, is that hilarious? Uh, so, and you need energy and spirit to be part of MIH, right? It's not just getting things done and operating the camp behind the scenes. It's also being out there with that tremendous energy, right? Yeah. You, you're always, like, on the spot doing stuff, and you can't, like, be not energetic about everything. Right. People are freaking out at you, and you have to be like, it's okay, calm down, like, you're going to be okay. Or, yeah, sure, we'll open it right now. And when we have to carry boxes, like, you just have to have a smile on your face. And so just when they have too much energy, you have to stay calm. When they're <laughs> staying calm, you show them the energy. Exactly. Simple as that. Uh, uh, Batya, how many MIH members are there? Because I think the first time we were introduced to the MIH team, I think there were either two or three people. What are we up to now with MIHers? Technically, I think there are five girls. Oh, is it five? And... How many, uh, how many men eight, are in the... Eight, uh, maybe more boys. All right, so we're talking about somewhere around 12, 13 people. Yeah, thank that God we got a team. That are responsible now for this whole uh, for this whole situation. And uh, give an example. Give an example of some of this. So you mentioned schlepping boxes, but there has to be, there has to be other high-profile things that are going on here that you guys are responsible for. Yeah, we actually just made a bar mitzvah for a camper on Thursday. So we were in charge of, like, planning the whole thing, getting in touch with the parents and talking to the dining room, like the kitchen staff, and figuring out how to decorate everything so that was fully on us to make the simcha so beautiful and amazing that's pretty cool did it have everything that a regular bar mitzvah has yes thank god it was really nicely run and everything everyone was so happy and day to day i guess the uh, the most important thing is that you're ready to do things at the last minute because right that's that's what people really need to make things happen when all of a sudden something has uh, has popped up or something or someone has arrived and and some situation has to be addressed. Yeah, usually swag packs when we're having like an <laughs> unexpected visitor, we're like, okay, go to the supply room, make a swag pack right now. Or people will come up to us when it's not supply room hours and they'll be like, we're out of diapers, please come. Like, can you open it for us? We're like, yeah, sure, it's fine. So we're always on the oh, road. Oh, so it's not just the fun stuff. Sometimes it's some really serious stuff you guys have to answer with immediately. My gosh. Uh, how has camp been so far this summer? How would you describe the last few weeks? Hectic, but good, you know. We're chilling. <laughs> you sound way too calm for this, I'll tell you. Most people, th most people listening right now think of Hask as this very, very high-energy place where you got to be you know, on top of things and where the, uh, the campers can sometimes be challenging, staff members can be challenging, but you sound like you have everything under control. Well, I mean, I kind of have this perspective of everything just happens in Camp Hask and you have to go with the flow and have this kind of chill personality with it because otherwise you'll just get frustrated with everything that's flying. Um, so when you're here, you just kind of have to... Expect the unexpected, you know? I hear that. Uh, and what's it like to have this, this many staff members here? I mean, we're talking about the number that was given to me was 600 people that are responsible for these 300 campers. I mean, you know, it's pretty it's impressive. Yeah. Thank God we're also, like, all on the same page. Like, when you're staff members, no one is higher up than anyone. We all treat each other the same as equals. Like, we're all here for the same reason, and it's just for the campers to make sure that they have the most incredible summer of all time and really 
the staff has been un unreal this year. And if the impression is that counselors are putting in 24-hour days or at least not sleeping much of those 24 hours, is it the same for you guys or not? Yes. More or less. Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Everybody here, whether they're directly responsible for campers or not, seem to always be working, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, well, I want to thank Zahava Isaacs and Batya Bozen and the entire MIH team. Could you imagine? The entire MIH team who is uh, uh, doing everything in their power, including for us here behind the scenes, uh, to make sure everything's going well here in camp. Anything else you'd like to add? Anything you want to tell all the people out there? Thank you, everyone, for listening and supporting Camp Ask. If you haven't ever been, please come. We are always having people open arms. Please come to Experience Day. See what Camp Ask is all about. It's something that will change your life forever. Nice. And it should always look like this because this weather is remarkable. And uh, Bacha, anything else you want to tell us? I just want to say thank you for having us. Well, and for listening to all people speak today. We always feature the most important people in camp. So, hey, you know, obviously you know where you rank now in terms of the camp task staff, and I thank you both. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world of web and AchimSiegel.com, on the AchimSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. <laughs> Shalosanu, <laughs> Ketuv <laughs> JM and the AM, it's a Monday morning broadcast. It's Yosef Carduner because we are in a three weeks format on the air, even though here at Camp Hass they have uh, some great, amazing, regular, incredible music that's uh, playing throughout the entire campus. And uh, Miriam L. Wallach and I get to uh, welcome Yossi Zweig, mm -hmm. who is here. Yossi Zweig is responsible for our Wednesday and Thursday live lunch. Thursday live lunch exclusive to the Nahum Single Network. Wednesday live lunch, one that we are part of with a whole bunch of other audiences around the world. Yossi Zweig, welcome back to JM in the AM. 
So I couldn't get to the city, and obviously I couldn't get to Teaneck. <laughs> so we beat Parksville. Even though Teaneck was like so much closer, considering I was in Muncie this morning. But I guess I, I guess we all had to come to the happiest place on earth to have the first uh, in-person interview. That in a is long pretty time. funny that that's how it worked out after all the time we've uh, spoken about actually getting together over the last few weeks. But here we are at Camp Has. Now explain what's going on because everyone knows you have a great following, not just with us, but obviously on social media. And you're going to be walking around all day, meeting a lot of great people. What's going to be happening here behind the scenes as you present? what's in front of the scenes to your followers. I kind of took over Camp Hask's Instagram for the day. That's good. I don't know if you saw, but Liner and Barry Weber had this thing uh, a few weeks ago. Do you see it? Remind me. They were talking on their Instagrams, and then all of a sudden they dropped their phones, and, and each one... Picked up the other phone? Each one picked <gasps> up oh, the other one's phone. That's and for, great. For that's a day, Liner was pretending to be Barry, and Barry was pretending to be Liner. Great. Awesome. Great. So I guess Cam Pask was like, hey, if it works with those two superstars, why don't we just have Yossi Zwei come and take over our Instagram for a day and show <laughs> people who couldn't make it here in person what it's like to be part of this amazing experience, to be part of helping both these special neshamas get, get the amazing time that they want and their parents to get a little bit of respite from taking care of them an entire year. No question about it. And I, of course, uh, recommend everybody follow Yossi Zweig on social media. When you're listening to this on Monday, he will already have done a full day of Instagramming for Camp Hask during this experience. They had a glorious-looking day here at Camp Hask. And, uh, it's like unusual, by the way, that I'm the lead-in to the live lunch, and now we're That's actually... very funny. How am I doing as your lead-in, by the way? Am I giving you an audience? You're doing great. Avrami's like, wait, wait, you can't start yet. That's right. Miriam's not done. Miriam's not done. Miriam's not done. That's funny. But did you not pick up on that? That's very good. I like that. Yeah. So two of two. The only thing we're missing was Allison. Then we really got a lineup going here. Two of two of the really. And someone asked me the other day because I was meeting with somebody about the network, and they said, "What would you say are your, you know, are the shows that are always full with new content? Obviously, the live lunch came up because you're doing it live every week, which is amazing." And the rest of us look bad. Especially during the three weeks. And I mentioned That's <laughs> Life with you, Miriam Alwala, because yeah. in addition to wanting to do timely programming, if something interesting comes up, you're going to do either a live or recorded interview with somebody, which will be uh, a great brand new content. So there we go. I'm doing my best. They're doing your best is right. Yeah. Like I tell you, it was, it. it was funny. The Shapiro Brothers released an acapella track last week. I saw that. And uh, We played it on Friday, the Nachem, right? So Yochanan says... Make it live on YouTube at noon, but play it on your Thursday live lunch. <laughs> then he texts me at one. He's like, somebody I've never heard from in the last 20 years who I would never think listens to Nakam Single Network called me to tell me that he heard this song debut 20 minutes ago in the Nakam Single Network. It. That's amazing. I love it. Look, you know that um, uh, with all the things you're doing, not minimizing any of it, the thing you're most known for is the brand new music. And that's one of the reasons we're so excited to have you on the and network. And acapella. Uh, right, acapella, brand new music and brand new acapella, mm-hmm. but I'm me- meaning brand new selections that come out all year round. Yeah, correct, correct. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of the live lunch is spent debuting stuff, as you tend to do. Uh, and then we uh, have an opportunity, uh, both you and I, to speak to the artists and to get uh, their perspective on whatever they're releasing. So it's a, it's a really good system. People out there are getting used to a, a great schedule. Uh, with a lot of wonderful content, and uh, I thank you for bringing it to us. It's my pleasure. It's great. I mean, I I think it's amazing that you can debut Ari Goldwag's new acapella album as it's hitting the streams, because it's not even being released in the stores. So as it's right. hitting the streams, Nachum Siegel Network already has <laughs> two or three of the tracks in heavy rotation. That's the Nachum story. That's Friday's that's, that's you know, right. Shapiro it's, Brothers. It's, that's it's amazing. Uh, and, and there's already uh, two or three acapella tracks coming out this week as well. 
Yeah, because people think it all has to come out at the beginning of the three weeks. Joey Newcomb released uh, <laughs> right. uh, Good Vach Acapella off his brand new album, which is out, what, three weeks already? These days, it's so immediate that I wouldn't be surprised if during Shavu Shachalbo, people are still releasing acapella I'm stuff. I'm sure they will. It's, sure unbe- they will. it's so different than it was in the olden times. I don't know. I'm done after Tisha B'Av, folks. Well, I don't know no, to I you. agree with you, but I'm saying even if there was only a few days left in the three weeks format, people still try to sneak it in somehow. So that's uh, pretty amazing. All right, uh, Yossi, thank you. My pleasure, Nachum. Always good to be here. Mary Malwalik is my co-host and producer, and she is sitting our next guest, and I thank her for that as we meet more and more people here at Camp Hask. Is this the, uh, is this the impertinent information? Uh, sometimes the years just appear in front of you. I'm going to give this guy an assignment. I'm assuming that this is Eitan Orbach to my right, yeah? All right, uh, Eitan Auerbach. Uh, oh, Auerbach. You actually brought that pronunciation for me. Thank you. Eitan Auerbach, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Jonah Schachter, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Thank you now, for having me as well. Th- now, somebody in your family was part of a, of, of a music thing that we did. Was that you or a brother? Who was it? That, that was part of a release of a song. Oh, that was myself. Yeah. That was you. A couple so, months ago. So are Yeshiva. you aware of the fact that we played it on the air? I, I am aware. I'm very honored. Thank you. And now, being in Haskell, there's so much music going on, so seeing the song being played here is And are you aware of the fact the that, we, that, that your father and I have a history when it comes to camping? I do. I believe you also have a nickname <laughs> that, that we would call you at home, which seems, now that I'm sitting in front of you, seems appropriate. <laughs> yes. I'll get Phil and Eitan stretched. Yeah, there you uh, go. Okay. People like Bennett Schachter, that's how they remember me from years ago. Uh, and, of course, at some point you'll ask your uh, father for the best camp story ever, which involved me and him. But that's not for today, as we say. What is your role here in camp, Eitan? I'm a counselor. Oh, sorry. Eitan, you're a counselor. Uh, and directly supervising how many campers? Four. Wow. For the camper uh, counselor ratio here, that sounds like a lot, by the way. Well, I have four other co-counselors wow. with me. but So it's five people who are taking care of four campers. Yeah. That's unbelievable. For anybody out there who knows anything about camp, that's going to sound unusual to them. But here at Hask, it's necessary. Yeah, it's true. And sometimes you even feel a little stretched thin, even with that ratio. But we got to do our best. Is, are, are there middle of the night the things that have to be taken care of? For sure. Almost every night. Almost every night. And you don't need all five people for that, do you? No. Wow. I just wonder when you guys ever get some rest, frankly. Uh, but I guess that doesn't happen too often. And Jonah Schachter, what's your role here? I'm a counselor as well. This is my first year here. And I'll add to Eitan that though there is this ratio that seems that Sometimes you could be stretched thin. There's a lot of support between MIH, who was on before. The medical staff is always around to help. And what's very important is when you have more than a one-on-one ratio, the guys who are on break are always around to help. So when you work as a team, things go a lot smoother, even when it's the middle of the night. Well, pretty well spoken about this for a rookie, frankly. You've I'm only, you've only done this a couple of weeks. How many years have you been here? My second year. Second year. Um, the, the, are the counselors, the ones who've been here before, the most important ones when it comes to support? Are they the ones who you, know, you could speak to and say, you know, you've obviously been through this before. You know, tell me what to do in this situation. Yes. Oftentimes they have experience that a rookie won't, but at the same time, every camper is different. So the needs that they might remember from the year before might be completely irrelevant to the issues that you have to face now. So for the most part, it might be a matter of composure and patience and more the values that you learn, less so the specific things that they have to deal with, which is equally important, but sometimes you're adapting on the job as they are. And the first uh, year campers, uh, first year counselors rather, uh, they've always had a reputation of you know, finding some time or needing some time to adjust to this situation. Was there a time at all since you've walked in here where you said, I'm, I am uh, going to think about leaving because this is such a difficult task, or you were able to maintain your equilibrium and, and move forward? I don't know if I could speak for everyone, but I actually fell in love with Hask very early on. 
Um, I felt like there's just an energy here that was unmatched with, despite the, how hard the job is. When it's hard, that's when it's the most rewarding. So I found that whether you're a returning counselor or not, there's a period about learning your campers. Less so about being not adjusted to what's going on here. It's more like there's nonverbal communication that goes on. Oh, wow. And having just met your camper a couple days ago means that there's going to be a grace period where right. you're not going to understand what they want, what they need, or how to care for them perfectly. And then over time, I think now we've reached a point where almost every counselor knows their camper and knows what the hand motions mean, knows what the facial expressions mean, and that changes the game. Does it sound familiar? Exactly. I mean, I've really been doing it since last year, and none of my campers are really able to express themselves like you and I can really can. You can tell, I know the face, I know what his face means when he's happy, I know when his face when he's sad, I know when he needs to go to the bathroom, I know all these things. Kind of just pick it up over time. It's kind of like a parent with a child a little bit. I mean, not that I have experience with that, but <laughs> you kind of can know a little bit what it's like, a little glimpse to see. But the cameras, they're really on 24-7, you learn so much about them. How long does it take to learn that sign language? It depends on the camper. I'd say within a week, you're with them 24-7, you learn them. They have so much personality. Even when it doesn't seem on the surface, they have so much personality, they really do. Wow. You know they're easier jobs in camp, right? <laughs> Have you been told that at least? Uh, yeah, true. I mean, it's, I don't think it's about the easy. It's about the experience, about going through it. And really, everyone plays a role, whether it's easy or hard. Everyone really makes a role to one big production here in Camp Ask. All right. What formal um, uh, mentorship is there? Because obviously, as we said earlier, you can go to counselors who've been here, and there are those at MIH, et cetera, that are supports that. But do you have formal get-togethers where you're able to you know, air your concerns and, uh, and, and seek the advice of professionals in this area? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's division heads who have been here for years, right. and there's the head counselors, there's Robbie Pollock, and there's, there's staff psychologists, and there's so much support all around. And between the older counselors, which are, I think are like the main direct ones, you got in the trenches with you, if you will, but there's guys, there's really like people that are head staff that are there all around. And, and MIH are usually past counselors, or there's the rec team, which kind of does all the recreational stuff. They have a lot of experience to really help out. There's really a lot of support all around. Do you have uh, campers this year that you had last year or not? Two of the same. And have you seen tremendous progress in terms of their own growth and abilities? For sure. I, I didn't, almost didn't recognize him. He's so much bigger. I mean, he's Seriously. It's crazy. You look at pictures from last year comparing contrast. And what about skill-wise? Are there things they picked up that they're just better at now a year later or not? Some yes, some no. Some yes, some no. That must be a good feeling, knowing that you, I mean, I assume you get some of the credit for helping them advance in that. Well, yeah, and, and even in t throughout the year, I'm really in touch with the parents a lot. And to see how their growth is going, I hopefully will go, I was in Eric Estrella this year, but hopefully this year I'll be back in America, who will go for Shabbos and kind of discuss with them. And, um, yeah, so to see the growth throughout the year is really incredible. Pretty amazing. What about within a couple of weeks? Can you see any progress uh, with campers in uh, two weeks' time or three weeks' time? I was just going to add that we have seen progress. Again, it varies from camper to camper, but what's also interesting to note is that before camp starts, we have a lot of information given from the parents about the campers. So that's something of a, of a screen that so you can understand what kind of issues you're going to be dealing with. But oftentimes, the campers are acting very differently in a camp setting than they are at home. So what will happen after the summer is you'll have to inform parents of how their behavior has changed over the last few weeks. I hope it's developmental. Sometimes it's just a matter of being in a different setting, which can be scary and nerve-wracking. Yep. So you hope that it leads to positive change. Pretty amazing, gentlemen. Eitan Auerbach and Jonah Schachter, who has an assignment to speak to his father about uh, some of the great stories of the old days. Uh, both do. counselors here in camp. Thanks, both of you, for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, pleasure to have you here. JMN Monday morning broadcast as we continue. Don't forget the Pillars Society, pillars.campass.org, pillars.campass.org. I'm also going to take this opportunity to give a special shout-out to our uh, friends at A&H, the, uh, the folks at Abels and Hyman, who are great sponsors of ours here at the Malcolm Siegel Network. We are in serious grilling season, to say the least, as many of you know, and it's almost impossible to get through grilling season without a, a collection of delicious and incredible and a variety of A&H uh, of, uh, hot dogs of all types of varieties. 
uh, in your freezer, in your fridge, getting ready to barbecue and uh, enjoy with family and friends. So A&H gives you a discount with kosherdogs.net, 10% discount with promo code radio. Check out A&H today. More coming up. We're uh, at Camp Hask on Hask Experience Day at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM, Monday morning, but we're here at Camp Hask on a Sunday experience day, and for some reason, Camp Hask is always blessed with incredible weather on experience day. How that happens, I don't know, but they have some secret that uh, they're not going to reveal to us right now. Uh, it's just an absolutely glorious day with carnival going on, a big concert coming up, and of course, if you're listening right now, we're encouraging everybody to check out pillars.camphask.org, be a supporter of Camp Hask. And uh, all the things that we're hearing this morning, all the things that we're hearing from the people that we're speaking with, uh, internalize them and understand just how incredible an operation this is up here and how many wonderful people in our community they're taking care of on a daily basis. With us uh, here in our uh, temporary studio up at Camp Hask is uh, Alyssa Sachs, who is um, uh, here uh, with her son, Aryeh, who's a counselor here at Camp Hask. A pleasure to welcome <laughs> you back to JM in the AM. Hi, how are you? Nathan? Baruch Hashem, how are things going? Thank God, thank God. How many years have you been on this campus? 18 years. That's quite a while, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And what is your impression of what's happening here at Camp Hass during the summer of 2022? We are so happy to be back open and better than ever. Your official title is? Medical director. Medical director. Talk about somebody who's got one of the greatest responsibilities in this camp. Although every time I say that to you, you sort of downplay it. But you do understand why the average person would think that you're in a position that's really, really sensitive. Yeah, but it's something that um, I, I can't get enough of. I love coming here every summer. It is uh, my utmost pleasure to be here every year, and I absolutely love it. Can you address what Rav Judah calls the upgrade of the base Rafua? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we are. He insists on referring to it that way. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. We, we can't wait. We really can't wait. We are busting at the seams, really busting at the seams. And this seems to be our theme every single year. I think you've come on before and said... Yeah. Never enough staff, never enough space, and not, not in a bad way, meaning every summer you just discover how much more and more you need exactly. in order to make it work properly. Exactly. And uh, to say it's a 24-hour job would be accurate, or at least you and your staff feel it 24 hours a day. Right? There's always something going. Hours 25 a hours a day. 25 hours a day. And, and uh, aside, aside from that, the, uh, aside from the 25 hours, um, it's also a um, – even when there's – not an emergency, even when there's nothing that you guys have to jump and do. There's so many uh, situations, medication uh, that has to be distributed, uh, people that need uh, regular treatments, etc. that all of that takes up the entire clock, right? Correct, correct. It's unbelievable. Anyway, I don't know how you do it, but... How does she do it? Do you want to tell me how she does it, Arya? I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> as a staff kid growing up here, I've seen it. It's ridiculous the hours she works. She works hard the entire summer, and it's crazy. But she loves the job, and I've learned to love it, too, in my own way, my own job. Is here. this your first year on staff? Or? Um, no. So I've been on staff for, I think, since it was legal, probably 16, <laughs> something like that. So four, five years. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. And I was working in academics before, and now I've been a counselor. This is my third year doing it, and I I love it. Like, I, I got to come back every single How day. How does it look from your vantage point when you see him as a counselor? Like, so much pride. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> my God. Proudest mom ever. And does he do things where you say to yourself, wow, that's yeah, unbelievable. I can't yeah, believe he has the yeah. ability to do that. Yeah. A lot of us parents do that to our kids. We uh, sometimes are yeah. surprised by some of the things they're able to do. Um, do you have repeat campers, or are, is this a, a new experience for you completely? So, I decided this year that I'm going to go for a new experience. Uh -huh. I'm going to switch up my bunk because... I feel like the way I could actually help this camp the most is by trying to like spread my wings a little bit and like 
if I know a lot of campers in this camp, then if another bunk's having difficulty and I was their counselor another year, then, I can, that, then I can help that bunk. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very interesting perspective. Understanding the value of, of spreading out a bit and being able to have access to, to more campers and, as you just said, more staff members. And how's this summer going specifically? Because I know every summer has its own flavor, right? And you've seen many of these summers. Tell me, what's, tell me what comes to mind when I ask about this one. No, so we definitely had a rocky past couple of years, and yeah, boy. I, I'm, like, very happy to, like, see that, like, this year, like, we're finally getting back to normal. Like, this is the best summer I've seen in a very long time in Camp Fast, and it's, it's just great to see. The issues of the last couple of summers did not make your job any easier, right? Some <laughs> no, people might think not. it would have no, it but not. it did not make it easier just you know to give you to put things in perspective when we had a positive strep <laughs> in the yeah. infirmary this week in the base of Fua this week there was cheering going on you know like that's just what it something is normal something normal my gosh so. i'll tell you and uh where are we at now with all of this like is Everyone talks about this country moving forward and living with it. Yeah. Can we do so up here as well? Thank God. Thank God. Things are really doing well here. We are, you know, not to... Yeah, of course. You know, um, we, are, we are really at, in a good place, and we hope for things to continue Amen in the right direction. That. Yeah. What do you think of the, uh, of the counselors in general? Because they're the ones who are on the front they lines of all this. They are really my heroes. They are definitely the hardest working um, group on campus by far. Um, my, my other son, who's right next to me over here, his this counselors is, are this is Gavi. my superheroes. This is Gavi, Gavi Sack. Say yeah. there, Gavi. <laughs> is he enjoying the summer? He is having a, a, a tremendous summer. And all because of the counselors. Yeah. Incredible counselors, these guys. <laughs> you hear Amazing. that, guys? You hear that? Couldn't ask for a better group. Literally, and, and, and you take that role very seriously because you're not only a counselor, you want to make sure your brother's well taken exactly. care of, to say the least. Uh, and now we're, uh, we are um, uh, also paying tribute to the over 600 staff members who are here, not just the counselors, but 600 in general, which I'm sure you remember a much lower number from the early days of, uh, of Camp Hask. It's unbelievable that this is what's needed now in order to run the camp and keep the campers as happy as they are. Uh, a thought about experience day? What do you think of all the people coming in and invading these premises? I love it um, to like, get as many people as exposed to the camp, like the camp ask experience. It <laughs> it really allows like the rest of the summer to just pick up. Like the more the more donors, the more everything that we can bring in, the better the quality of experience for my camper. So obviously, I'm all for it. My brother as well. You yeah, know? and we were talking about how during the last couple of years, people couldn't come and visit, and there's nothing like coming and seeing it for real, and enjoying this incredible uh, celebration and being part of Experience Day. Well, Alyssa Sachs, always a pleasure. Continue. I don't know how you yeah, spared five minutes to, to leave your post <laughs> and come here, but it's much appreciated, and your family's pretty remarkable. Uh, and we have a long history with all of you, so uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, Nathan. And to uh, Aryeh, I'll say continue your, uh, your great experience here and continue to uh, have great influence on both the campers and the counselors that you meet. All right, thank you so much. A pleasure. Thank all you right. both. Uh, members of the Sachs family, Synonymous with Camp Hask up here in Parksville, New York, to say the least. Uh, let's go to Rabbi Goldwasser, and then we will uh, continue with more here at JM and the AM. We're halfway through a broadcast on Camp Hask Experience Day. It is uh, yet another glorious and incredible day here uh, at uh, Camp Hask. 
They always put together an unbelievable, and I mean unbelievable, uh, weather day, which I can't get over, and this is no exception. It's yet another great camp experience day. This time each and every Monday through Thursday, Rabbi David Goldwasser, his words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebenavis of Levi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basavis of Levi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Hashem's forgiveness is extensive. It includes those sins which man commits directly against him. Bein Adam Lamakoim. Those sins against one's fellow man, Ben Adam Lachavero, are not forgiven until the injured party has himself forgiven the perpetrator. That's the basis for seeking forgiveness before Yom Kippur from anyone who we may have wronged. Without that, proper atonement cannot be made. We learn that the descendants of Avram Avinu are forgiving. The quality of forgiveness was one of the gifts that Hashem bestowed on Avram Avinu and all of his descendants. Not only must we be ready to forgive the injurer, we should also daven that Hashem forgive the person who has sinned before even he asks for forgiveness. This is based on the example of Avram Avinu, who prayed to Hashem to forgive Avimelech. The story is told of the great rabbi of Brisk. He was once quietly traveling home on the train. He shared company with a group of people that were ignoramuses, people that were Jewish, that were playing cards. Bothered by his aloof attitude, one of the gang demanded that the rabbi join the game or leave the car. When the rabbi couldn't comply, the fellow got up, physically removed him from the train car. When the train arrived at Brisk, also where the group was getting off, they were shocked to see the throngs of people who stood there waiting to greet the great rabbi. Mortified, the offender ran over to him and asked for forgiveness, but it was denied. He couldn't be calmed down and he tried again in another time. Finally, he made contact with the son of the rabbi. He begged him for a way to resolve the matter. The boy was surprised at the uncharacteristic behavior of his father. He agreed to do whatever he could. He visited his father, went over the laws of forgiveness. Their discussion touched upon the law that a person should not turn away someone asking forgiveness more than three times. Taking his cue, the boy asked his father, What about that individual? He asked you to forgive him a number of times, but you didn't agree. He replied, Him? I can't forgive him. He didn't offend me, the Rabbi Ibris said. He offended a simple Jew that he thought I was. Let him ask forgiveness from a simple Jew. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. Nachum Siegel, Miriam L. Wallach, and a whole crew of hundreds and hundreds of people gathered for an incredible Hask experience day up in Parksville, New York. It's Sunday. You're listening to our show Monday morning. It's a Sunday uh, visit to Camp Hask on a beautiful, absolutely beautiful day here at um, uh, Parksville, New York. Uh, Miriam L. Wallach, we're half through, halfway through our... Uh, 
Oh, sorry about that. Go ahead. I don't have a mic. Sorry about that. Was that happens, was that Freudian? Happens once in a while. Um, yeah, so we're halfway through the show. Time flies when you're having fun, especially at Camp Ask. <laughs> Am I yeah. right? That's right. A three-hour show feels like two hours. Exactly, and I forgot, because we haven't been here in a few years, just how physically active I am during the show, because everyone at Camp Ask wants to be involved. I mean, you're the you're the human stanchion. A little bit. A little bit. You're I'm blocking the human you. Stanchion. No, I got to tell you. I, <laughs> it, it takes like a, a skill to, to block like you. Like a skilled quarterback. I appreciate the blocks that you went ahead and implemented during yes, the show. Usually, let's be honest, <laughs> the bigger guy is the blocker. It's and funny. The, right. And yet here I am physically warding off your fans. I just got a message yes. from, from my friend in Hamilton, Ontario. Oh, my God. By the way, I don't think he exists. He's like Snuffleupagus. You keep referring to him. I've never met him. He and doesn't exist. And it's Well, I know him for almost 50 years. No. And it's and it's funny. I have a very funny story you must remind me to tell you off the air about this. But anyway, on the air. Now he, I'm intrigued. He says, I hope you're at Hask until 2 o'clock. I sent a little something for you with our friends Brian <gasps> and Nancy Somer. Does that name sound familiar to everybody? I don't know, but is it food? I don't know. They're coming to visit their grandson, who's a counselor here. That's really They're not going to get here until 1.30 Eastern time. So now, now I you know have to wait. Hask has me <laughs> trapped here for a couple of hours because apparently there's a package coming from all the way yeah. up north to us here at Camp Hask. Snuffleupagus can send packages. I didn't know. Well, apparently he's got that ability. Yes, and you're going to be here at 1 o'clock anyway because, as we know, you will be emceeing this concert. Big concert coming yes. up. Lots of great music. Summer concert series. Why don't we call it that? There is something about music up here at Camp Hask. We have some special guests here who are with us. Dr. Yes. Razel Yaish, uh, who has been a guest of ours. Oh, my gosh. I remember you visiting us, if I'm right. Oh. You can tell me. I can't say East Orange, but certainly in the Jersey City studio, for sure. Oh, but, I had a but maybe even the East Orange studio, which goes way, way back to an era far, far beyond where we are right now. <laughs> anyway, it's great to have you back again for I don't know what time uh, number here on JM of the AM. Yeah, I think I've stopped counting, but I definitely remember uh, Jersey City with vivid, uh, vivid yeah. color and vivid color. So. And you again are the girls' head counselor. Shuli Stone is here. Women's staff support. Oh, boy, do I want to speak to Shuli Stone oh, yeah. <laughs> because I, I'll tell you that the um, – one of the things we always talk about is how much support is necessary, especially at the beginning of the summer. It's all summer long, obviously. We all know this, but especially at the beginning of the summer. So we will talk about that uh, in a moment. Uh, how would you um, – and, and we just mentioned the segue to your segment. We just mentioned that there is a, uh, that there is a um, concert coming up in the afternoon here. Can you address to my audience why Jewish music or music in general is so important to the Hass population? Oh my goodness! Actually, the concert—I don't—I don't want to give anything away, but we even have like a, a, a song of the summer that happened because every counselor walks around <laughs> with a portable speaker attached to their body this summer because That's what we're at now. because the campers need that music. It is like coming out of each wheelchair, coming out of each counselor. Smart idea, by the Amazing. way. Amazing. We are roving concerts yeah. walking around camp all day long because it brings our campers to life. It, it, it adds joy to camp. Uh, should I give away the song of the summer? Or maybe, maybe not. We'll, we'll leave it a surprise. Yeah, but, I guess. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we can reveal it whenever you want. <laughs> but um, that, that, that piece, the music piece, is like built into the fabric of Camp Hask. And I would bet that it also, it, it's, it has to help cognitively as well. Right, because I would assume some campers either memorize the words or appreciate the repetition. You know, it's, it's got to help in that area as well, right? Yeah, I'm going to do it. The song, there's a song every camper is singing is this Noah is a big tzaddik, which, <laughs> a, which is which is just a you know a song that is simple and beautiful, right. and, and our campers hear it and they feel loved, and then. 
and then the day is easier and life is easier and you can do everything with joy. It's just beautiful. I love it. That fits right into what I just described in terms of what everybody uh, is experiencing here musically at Camp Hass. So I have to ask you the, uh, the other question I have for you, and that is uh, how's camp going from the girls' head counselor perspective? Oh my gosh, this happens to be, aside from the incredible gift of Hashem's weather this summer, which oh. has just been glorious every Amazing. single day, um, we have... As always, a big, beautiful, talented staff of female counselors, and Shuli's going to talk about this in a minute, but we really believe that our counselors are also, in a way, our campers. We take care of them, we look out for them, we love them, and uh, it's just been a joyous rocket and rolling Well, summer. I'll ask both of you to address this then. I'm getting the impression already from speaking to some of the counselors, including rookie counselors who are here, that this transition to being a Camp Hass counselor is easier than it was in past years that this has just become an easier process. We used to joke, you and I, about uh, those who would show up here and after 24 hours of discovering what they have to do, would think of a plan to get out of here. But it doesn't seem to be that way anymore. Am I right about that or am I wrong? I will say I have not had a single counselor who came over to me and said, I'm out. I'm out. Or at least considering it, right. You know, it's hard. doesn't necessarily mean it's an easy job and you have to adjust and you have to get used to it. But no one, no counselor position has said, I cannot do this. I have X plan. I'm leaving this day, which I'm not going to say I've never heard <laughs> right. heard in the past when they were like, not sure how, how everything was going to go. So um, I guess and that I, speaks for something. And I think that's a indication of what I'm saying, that there's, there's not that you weren't prepared in the old days, but there's even more preparation in terms of what the counselors need to be, uh, you know, to be introduced to this work. And obviously, support staff during the summer helps keep that going as well. Now, talk about the support staff during the summer because, I, I mean, you know, it, it's obvious when a, when a rookie or anybody here is having trouble, there are other counselors to go to, there are division heads to go to, there are people with a lot of experience to go to. But I, I would guess there's also a more formal system of trying to help people who need to get something off their chest or need a problem solved. What would that be like? Exactly. There's like the practical things that sometimes you need help with where the division heads or the head counselors come in. But sometimes <clears throat> counselors just need someone to check in on them. Right. And the division heads and the head counselors, they do check in on them, but they're busy with so many other things. And it's just a matter. Sometimes it's formal. Sometimes it's informal. Sometimes it's literally just saying, hey, do you want to chat later? And you end up talking and they end up talking about whatever it is that they need that they didn't even know that they needed. And the rest of their day can go smoother. And sometimes it's formal. They ask specifically, you know, for a meeting, whether it could be something personal, it could be something having to do with camp. It could be anything because at the end of the day everything affects the way that they're able to counselor and able to be in camp um, and to be able to have like an outlet and a place to go for that kind of things really enhances the avira and the environment that uh, you know they're able to work you in. You know you also. had a cousin uh, Miriam Wallach am I right? <laughs> you had a cousin that used to work at Camp Hask and no doubt I would assume imparted some of her expertise on you when you started working here. She actually has a cousin currently on staff. That's I mean, correct. You know, a little credit where he's due, but no, he's uh, he's certainly a freshie here and has a lot to learn from these two women and from all the other people who are here who can impart wisdom and offer support. Um, Razel, mm-hmm. there there seems I could be wrong about this. When, when discussing the camper-counselor ratio now, it seems to be even tighter or even more significant than in past years. Am I wrong about that? That in the, in the olden days, there may have been more campers for a counselor, and now one of the ways to get to the goals that Shuli just described is to have a lot more staff immediately with those campers. You're so on. You're so on target. We learn. You know, we learn new tricks all the yeah. time. But um, we definitely, at this point, feel in terms of staffing that we we staff high. We make sure that everyone 
has a space to breathe. Highest ever, I assume. The highest ever. I think every there's no bunk that doesn't have one plus, like an extra counselor every day with your campers, so that there's always, let's say there's four campers in a bunk, you've got five counselors right. on duty. And that alleviates a lot of the, I don't know, training or situations or, I don't know, you're just surrounded by a lot of people with experience <laughs> and, and people willing to help you as a counselor. Look, I'm a clinical psychologist during the year, but I take off my hat and give that to Shuli here in the summer. She could, <laughs> she could do that here for the summer. And, uh, and uh, but, but, but I think that piece alone, human to know that you have hands around to help you, that you, you could breathe for a second, that you could turn to someone when you're, when you're just having a rougher day, um, it has been probably our biggest, um, safest, and best you know, adaptation over the years. What's it like to have an opportunity now to actually welcome people into camp? Because obviously over the last couple of summers, there was either a very strong effort or a strong suggestion that people stay out. I mean, today, this is wild. I mean, just, yeah, to give, yeah. just to give our listeners what's going on here, the experience didn't just start, it exploded. The lines were down the road. People are just popping in here with so much joy and energy. We haven't done this in a while, and, and we woke up with this excitement. We actually didn't probably go to sleep, but whatever. You know, those people who went to sleep woke up with excitement for the day ahead. It's really special. No question about it. And I said hundreds before. It's obviously with camp, uh, camp counselors and the staff members and campers. There'll be thousands that are going to be here eventually for Camp Ask Experience Day, enjoying all of this. Um, speaking to uh, Razel Yaish, the girls' head counselor here at Camp Ask for how many years at this point? I think I was, someone asked me to count recently, but I think total years, I'm actually not, not going to believe this. I think I'm hitting close to 30. Is that wow. crazy? Wow. How did that That's happen? But so I'm right <laughs> you're one of the first people we met. Yeah, we, we originated the role of girls head counselor when camp was growing. We had one program director, and then we said, hold right. on a second, we need to have a boys head counselor and a girls head counselor. And we've been rolling rolling with that since, thank God. Uh, how many people are working for Shuli Stone when it comes to women's support? Because I assume you have people that or you just work directly with the division heads and, and help them do the job yeah i'm really i'm really there for any parts of staff whether you're waitress child care division heads right head counselors sometimes wow. <laughs> no i'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> um, the counselors uh, the counselors themselves i don't necessarily have a team working underneath me but sometimes the team's it's, in uh, place yeah the team's they in place sometimes it's helping uh, people go to their appropriate you know helping them learn how to go to who's there for them and learning who's there for them there's so much support um, sometimes i just help direct it a little bit Right. One, other, oh, sorry, one other thing Shuli does is she runs the Women's Based Medrash Program, which is another avenue of wow. support for people who need that religious sort of, you know, way. Wow. Uh, and that she's underplaying that, but she does a lot of night work in the Based Medrash with women, you know, learning through that avenue, through Torah support is another avenue. I hope I'm saying that right, Shuli. That's yeah. a big thing. Uh, Men and women, it's a big thing for Camp Has staff. We should remind people that uh, the whole, the, the learning aspect and just being involved in, in Jewish things, you know, Jew <laughs> Jewish topics and Jewish community aspects is also very important. And, uh, and frankly, once they graduate from here, we want them involved in Jewish causes and we want them involved in Jewish community life because you, you create some great people here. We, we spent some time earlier talking about how life-changing experiences can be for the campers because there are campers who will pick up skills here during the summer. Uh, but can you address for a minute, and I'm told it's the last minute actually, could you address the life-changing experience for the women counselors, for those who leave here differently than when they got here? 100%. First of all, I just wanted to say Rev Judah always says that he runs a camp for campers during the day, but he also runs a right. camp for the counselors That's at the night and the programming and the, and the learning and everything. Right. There is no way that someone coming through here, regardless of the reason they got here, cannot leave this place, you know, somewhat uplifted, changed um, by being completely selfless over an entire summer um they you know whether it's religiously just as a person yep. there's there's no way you can step foot in here and not leave well that's it so seven eight weeks later you're, you're it's different people 
Uh, like the high school say, you're going to come in here a girl, you're going to leave a lady, right? <laughs> or they say to the guys, you're going to come in here a child and leave a man. Here they come into Camp Hask a certain way at the beginning of July, and they leave a different way at the end of August, which is great. Uh, look, uh, obviously, uh, any opportunity that I have to laud the creation of Jewish leadership, I'm going to do so, and this is certainly a place for that. And I thank both of you for that and for joining me this morning. Uh, Rezo Yaish, Dr. Rezo Yaish, and uh, Shuli Sohn here at Camp Hask. Thanks to both of you. Thank you. Thank Great you so to speak much. To you. Good to see you. More coming up. You're listening to a Monday morning edition of JM in the AM. This conversation gets very serious. Thank you. That was very nice of you. I want to thank Miriam L. Wallach, who's not only co-hosting, she's actually producing the show, which is pretty amazing. And uh, I want to thank all of you for tuning in. It is a Monday, even though we're broadcasting or, or recording this show on a Sunday, Camp Hask Experience Day. Dr. Shalamis Pollock is here. Cab psychologist, how are you? Oh, I am well, thank you. Hello, hello. 
Dr. Uh, Dr. Evan Kroll is here. I needed the first name. Okay, okay. Dr. Evan Kroll, in addition to being a psychologist, is directing or participating in self-development. St staff development. Staff development here at, uh, at Camp Ask. <laughs> you tell me what this says. And self-development. And yeah, self-development. Just, just we're all in the business of self-development. Didn't, didn't mean to call you out in front okay. of this entire audience, but all right. It does say it, okay, it's, it's You see good, that, Miriam? Anyway, uh, it says it twice. How do you like that? Uh, all right, so <laughs> I said that this is one of the more serious parts of our conversations here at Camp Hask, uh, and that is because you are dealing with, I can only imagine how many unique and uh, different situations here um, in camp. Uh, can you describe what a typical day is for you? Okay. Is that possible? Absolutely. So we have about 300 campers in Camp Hask. Pretty amazing. Um, and on a daily basis, myself and my team of... I think we're 13. Uh, we run around camp uh, trying to help everybody be as regulated as possible, as busy as possible, but busy in a way that works for them. So for some campers, it means staying calm and quiet uh, with sensory stimulation. For some campers, it means being in the center of a large crowd at a concert on top of somebody's shoulders. So our job is to help the counselors figure out the needs of the campers and then to help them meet them in a way that makes everybody, hopefully at the end of the day, happy, tired, and well. What's remarkable is that any parent, teacher, principal, can relate to knowing the needs of each one of the individuals in their family, in their school, etc. But in this case, it could sometimes, I imagine, get very complicated because there's minutia that you really need to keep in mind about each one of these individual campers. Yeah, and I think our campers, uh, each one communicates in their own way, right. uh, but very rarely do they communicate in a straightforward, <laughs> right. verbal... They keep you guessing. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what I want when I want it. So a lot of it is really getting to know somebody, getting to love somebody, and then being able to read between the lines. 24-hour a day job or not? 24 hours a day. Uh, with a lot of good support and a lot of good friends. Yeah, I can imagine. You have, it sounds like you have a great staff. We have an amazing staff. Um, and this year we have Evan and Shuli with us uh, to really help the counselors be happy. So my job is to help the campers be happy and to help the counselors help the campers be happy. And then we have Evan and Shuli who help the counselors uh, see uh, what they need for their own self-development uh, and for them to be happy. What year numbers is for you at Camp This is my first. Dr. Evan Kroll with us, uh, staff development. And we, we spoke to Shuli, and one of the points I made was that um, years ago when we would do these conversations, uh, there, were, there were staff members who, when they showed up here, within 24 or 48 hours, they were trying to figure out a way to get out of here. Sure. Because, <laughs> because they were doing tasks that they were not used to and didn't think they'd ever get used to, frankly. Um, and now it seems that because of the support system that you and others bring, that there's a much calmer, I don't know if you agree with this, but there's a much calmer uh, disposition among the staff collectively when it comes to those difficult tasks and adjusting to the job, etc. I would imagine, like she said, you haven't seen anybody who wants to run out of camp at this point. No, no, not at this point. I think the, the first week, there's certainly, I think the, the responsibility hits them. Right. That, wow, this is a really important job, and uh, we got to take and that seriously. Job. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and they work hard. I mean, these, camp, these counselors, they work really hard. Right. And as a first-year person, especially dealing with so many people who've spent, you know, close to a lifetime here at this point. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it I'm, must be interesting for you to see this. What are your impressions of, of the place when you come in with, with fresh eyes? You know, uh, yeah, I'm the new kid uh, in school, you know. Um, and, like, I, I, I was telling my friends, I came to Hask, like, 25 years too late. Right. You know, I, I should have been here earlier, in an earlier stage of my life. And, really, this was my first summer here. And... Uh, 
uh, you know, I drank the Kool-Aid. I mean, it is, uh, anyone who, who works here is super impressive. Is it hard for you to give advice and lead staff when you yourself are sort of just getting used to this atmosphere? Um, well, a lot of, I mean, the answer on a certain level, yes. Right. You know, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm here for the staff to help them, you calm know, down. calm down. Right. So, that, you know, that's what I do. Right, and you're able to do it even if you just showed up for the first time. Right, but you know, but I'm thinking in my head, wow, this is—I uh, I hear why you're nervous. Right, you know, but uh, it's a challenge. But I, you know, I say, listen, they wouldn't have hired you if they didn't think you could do it. Yeah, that's actually a good point, uh, Doctor Pollock. What could you tell us as psychologists for so many campers about the skill level that these campers are able to increase? Over the summer, do you get to notice the the new uh, the new things they're able to do and the new challenges that they're able to overcome over these weeks? Okay, so as you're talking, I'm looking at you and at Evan, but I'm also looking over your right shoulder. What do we got? Uh, at this lovely young man yeah. in the basketball court, who, when he first came to us, uh, sat in shredded boxes. That's all he did. He had to be near a trash can and shred boxes. That was his calming activity. And I'm watching him now, and he literally just made three baskets. One of them is swish, and I know what that is, I think, if I said it right. Um, and his counselors are sitting here playing with him, giving him the ball. And now he just sat down, and their legs are together, and they're playing roly-poly back and forth with the basketball, um, which is an amazing accomplishment for him. He's walking around with no boxes, no shredding, and he's getting up now to make another basket. He's not dribbling, but maybe he'll learn that next time. And if summer. his parents were um, here on visiting nahas. day... They Mama, would see. Just to look at a camper and he looks beautiful and he looks clean and he looks happy and he's making baskets. Uh, so it's wonderful to watch these campers who come in with a certain set of what makes me happy. And then they meet these amazing counselors who are like, I am going to rock your world and open the world up for you in ways uh, that maybe you can't do at home. And it's be- funny. Because this, this is camp. This entire country talks about the effects of school lockdowns for the period of time we know as the pandemic. Uh, I, I, there must have been, because I know there were certain campers who weren't able to come during the pandemic, etc. Uh, we spoke about what the adjustments that were made over the last two summers. Uh, so they have a lot to make up. They have a lot of time to make up, a lot of room to make up in all of these challenges they have. It, it is amazing that within days they can make this type of progress. It's amazing to watch what a group of dedicated college kids can do when they put their mind to it. And you kids know, who probably thought they could never do never it. Never do yeah. it. And then some of them need to sit with Evan every once in a while right. to be reminded of just what they can do. And you watch, to me it's the love. It's the love that they develop for their campers, the love that is something that I think they never realized at this young age they could have uh, in such a mature way for another person who they've never met and another person who might be so different from them um, and in some ways so challenging. Um, and when you love somebody, it's amazing what you can do. I watch these counselors on a daily basis just open up the worlds for these campers yeah. in ways that uh, that connection uh, allows the campers to feel safe and allows them to try new things. Um, and, and many of our campers come from beautiful, healthy, happy homes where the parents are giving them everything, but the parents are also cooking and cleaning and taking care of other kids. And, and if it's raining outside, the parents are making sure that the kids have their raincoats and the this and the that. And in camp, there's just love and fun and somebody's taking care of all those needs, including handing out raincoats at all the different stations when it starts to rain um, and including, you know, the food and the laundry. And so the counselors are left with just the loving um, and a lot can happen when you have time to do that and their parents are probably shocked that some of these young men and women are actually taking <laughs> care of laundry <laughs> right, right. and actually taking care of reminding someone to take a raincoat right not only up the, after them etc right not only the kids are surprised what they can do <laughs> but the parents yeah they must be shocked in some yeah. cases uh great to see everybody here on experience day huh oh, you know it's also great to watch the parents and their nachas you know watching their kids as counselors and watching what their kids are accomplishing and the connections that right. they're making 
Uh, it's a lot of fun to watch the faces of the parents today. It's pretty amazing. Yes, I, I say to the, the counselors when they come to me, I'm like, I don't know what your self-esteem was like before you got here. I said, but it should be flying. I said, because what you're doing for these cam campers is... Uh, is incredible. And if you know, it's not least. flying, you need to spend even more time right, with that. Because right, <laughs> I, and I say that not tongue-in-cheek, I mean that seriously, because yeah. one thing I've noticed with kids in our community is that some of them are accomplishing at a level that we, we, we find astounding, and they don't feel that the self-esteem that you're describing or that you're hoping that they have. So sometimes we need to sit down Absolutely. with them and speak to them to, about to that. To see it objectively. That with, yeah. I'd say to them, without you, this kid would not be able to get right. through the day, or their parents would not be able to get to what they need to get to. And if that so, staff member doesn't believe real. it, I'm being serious now, if that Absolutely. staff member doesn't believe it, then people like yourself and that staff member's parents need to pay more attention to that, Absolutely. right? Because it's something that's so important Absolutely. in raising children. Uh, what a pleasure to speak to both of you. Ah. Enjoy Cafe well, Thank, thank you, you so much. A, a big thank you to Dr. Slavis Pollock, Dr. Evan Kroll, as we continue with more on a Monday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. JM in the AM. Well, I'm fading this song for one reason. I'm fading this song for one reason because I think we played it earlier. <laughs> oh. And I figured this. You called an audible. I figured what you just told me off the air is worthy of mentioning on the air. And that, that we're running on schedule and well, we're doing a great show? Not just that, oh. but also that, thank goodness, the MIH team yes. here at Camp Hess took very good care of us. Totally. And we're covered because I am told that outside of this uh, little gazebo. It's a Hamsen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, what is happening with this New York weather? My I don't gosh. know. It's not fun. And every once in a while, somebody reminds me, you know, it's New York in the summer. I'm like, I don't care. It's really hot. You say hot it with that there. accent all the time, or sometimes not? You know, it's like I never left, Malcolm. <laughs> um, <laughs> what can I tell you? It's all good. Um, yeah, no, it's a. First of all, everyone's having a blast, and I'm looking at the at the at the landscape of camp and yeah. seeing so many alumni here who are visiting their their kids who are staffers that the Lador the Door Lador program could not be. I, I mean. It couldn't be more appropriate. It couldn't resonate more seeing all these faces. And, by the way, how many of them are Haas couples? Right. It's hysterical. It's got to so, be a million Haas couples. Yeah, there. so you have Haas couples who met here, whose kid came here, who met their shidduch here. Right. And that's a different category of Dorla Dor. That's a whole different ballgame. I am sure that they all are members of the Camp Hask Pillars Society. Most likely, I yeah. imagine. Pillars.camphask.org. I mean, after all, they met the Barchard here. I mean, come on. The least they can do <laughs> the is they can do become members of the Pillars Society. The least they can do. Um, but no, seriously. I'm going to bring that up with Avi Pollock. Well, he's, you can't bring it up with Avi Pollock yet. You well, I'm going to. Because but you he, have an ID to do in two minutes. I'm going to do that. But he's going to help me make everyone feel guilty. The show has been hot, If you find your shidduch at Camp Hask, you must be 
Double Pillar, down. You must be a Pillar Society <laughs> member. I mean, come on. Show a little Hakara Satov after all. Correct. Come on. The least you can do. For, by the way, Shadchanis Gelt. Right. Yes. Exactly. Times two. Anyway, we'll discuss that and plenty more. I do want to remind everybody that, uh, that we, we are doing a Monday radio broadcast Correct. on a Sunday here at Camp Hask. We call it Camp Hask Experience Day for the first time in, in years. For the yes. first time in three years. It's we crazy. finally have an opportunity to open up the camp. It's like we never left. Invite people in. We get to be part of it. And they're going to have a carnival, a concert, and so many other things that are happening uh, for the benefit of the campers. I hear and, there's a petting zoo. And the guests. Petting zoo is going to be in full swing. There's a lot going on here at the Camp Hask. The Chickie's truck, the Chickie's truck is, is to here. our right. Check. I, I see that they've... Uh, Lori Butler is here. They, Check. Yeah, I, I, and, and we thought we'd actually, you know... I mean, I, I should be careful. We have an hour left to the I show, And I should be Nom. careful because, you know, sometimes you get what you hope for. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> and, then, and then Uri shows up and does, in fact, hijack the show. But I am a little surprised. I don't know. I feel a little bit the show's been hijacked by its host. No, God forbid. Heaven forbid. Don't There's no that. producer here. Don't, no, that's not, no, that's not true. Just, see, and the funny part of all this is you and I could debate this for 10 hours now. I know. But all right. I know, but it, the show's only an hour and long. And it's not interesting radio to other people. Do you think so? But, but when we have an opportunity to discuss it, we'll discuss if, in fact, if it was really hijacked or not. But okay. anyway, that's not the point. I feel hijacked. The point is that it's at the end of hour number two at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, at com on the NachumSegal Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. We're going to be joined by uh, Avi Pollack, who is with us. He is the, um, in addition to the program director, he's the boys' head counselor. And, boy, he is one of those names that is synonymous with Camp Hask, to say the least. Avi Pollack, welcome back to Jam in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Wow, so happy to have you guys you and Miriam here that. on campus. And what is it like to finally open up this place to thousands of people? It, it's just Didn't you think at the height of the pandemic that you would never see a day like this again? Chazdei <laughs> Hashem. Thank God we're back. Thank God we can open up to the community safely. Thank and. God. Just for the community to shep nachas of uh, what their sons and daughters and family members are doing here as staff members. And just to see our campers enjoy a beautiful, beautiful summer. Now, normally I would say, help me make people feel guilty so they can become members of the Pillar Society. But we've hit on this very interesting point. If someone, in fact, met their match, met their bashert, so to speak, here at Camp Hask, they really have to be members of the Pillar Society. After all, look what Camp Hask did for them. That's it. Uh, we have so many people. Nachum, you might not believe. I didn't get an exact Is count. there an exact number? We have to figure it out. I don't know how you're going to do that. I believe, you know, Bili Ayanhara. But uh, thank God we've got so many staff members whose parents met in camp and they're here now uh, as, sec as second generation I, you know that phrase second generation <sighs> you know <laughs> evokes different feelings but we have second generation <laughs> staff members here whose parents are coming to visit them today and see them in action and some are probably calling them third generation <laughs> frankly <laughs> yeah it is really amazing and it's great to welcome everybody camp has experience day is unique and wonderful and uh, we've hit on a lot of points this morning in terms of the uh, incredible staff that you have, I know that the number of staff members is, uh, is the most ever. I'd have to assume that. Uh, but we've actually learned why it's so necessary. Describe on boys' campus why this camper ratio, camper-counselor ratio, which is so vital and now tighter than it's ever been, is so vital for the campers at Ullman. I mean, we, we need to do everything, and we are doing everything can, we can to make sure the campers get the care they deserve. Our, our staff need days off here and there also. They need a break. Um, and at all times, our campers, whether it's early in the morning, whether it's late in the evening, at activities, in learning, we've restarted our camper, Colel, once again. Uh, wow. we yeah, yeah, believe it or not, we have, uh, we have quite a few campers who enjoy learning. 
And they deserve the opportunity to learn. They have a chabura geared for them. They participate. They learn together on their level, in their way. And it's just beautiful to see. And we need people to sit with them, to give them that kind of attention, that kind of care. And that requires manpower. It requires people. And it could be five staff members to four campers, which, oh, which we heard is typical. It's almost... Even that's almost the, our ba that's almost our starting point, is five campers to four camper, uh, five counselors to four campers. It could be five to two. We even have bunks where, you know, th there's physical care required, where there's physical transfers that have to happen, using equipment, and sometimes you need two people to provide care safely, and comfortably, you know, for, out of respect to the camper who should be handled safely and uh, comfortably, and for the staff. So we even have times where we. We'll have six counselors working with four campers under the guidance of a therapist who will check into the bunkhouse, making sure the setup is done right, with a nurse helping with different types of medical care. So, so when a camper comes to this show and he's being pushed in a wheelchair, we do not understand what it took to prepare that camper to come and make an appearance here or anywhere. Uh, that's right. And I have to say, we, we tell our counselors and staff members this all the time, that as hard as they're working here this summer, and as much effort as they're putting in waking up early, preparing before davening, meds, breakfast, davening, and all the work that goes into it, we have to take a step back and reflect and appreciate what their parents are doing and family members are doing year-round. And uh, it's, this is an opportunity to give them a break, the break they deserve. We haven't even mentioned that yet this morning about how important this is for the parents, and especially coming off the last couple of summers where camp sessions may not have been as long, or some campers didn't even have an opportunity to come right. to camp. Right. So imagine what that's doing for the parents now. Rabbi Avi Pollock is with us, everybody. So now in your role as program director, so tell me, what have we had? Have we had a superheroes day? Have we had t-shirt day? Have we had this day? Tell me what's going on here. Uh, we're, we're, we're back in business. Uh, we just had Wild West Day a couple of days ago, followed by Shavuos. Shavuos nice. Day, I mean... And just, I thought we had Shavuos a couple of months ago. Yeah, you, that's what you thought. That's what you thought. Did they serve cheesecake at least? <laughs> yes, we did. I want you to know our rec director, Daniel Eisenberg, thinks of every detail. On Shavuos Day, we served cheesecake at dinner. It was a, We switched, we had a milchik dinner, and we served cheesecake, and people didn't even get the detail. Oh, my god! And we had a meeting. We are getting ready for our field day, and the counselors were sitting around, and we were... Just sharing how these kind of little details make a difference. And I said, and even noticed the cheesecake. And they all said, oh, that's why there was cheesecake. We sure did. I'm glad I thought of it. Makes we you look sure like did. a genius now. We sure did. In yeah. the role of program director, there are times when you actually leave camp, right? And the mobility of the campers becomes a big issue when you decide what activity or trip to take them on, correct? Sure. We um, Are you doing trips now? We are back to doing yeah. trips. You know, we, we tend to be more centered on campus because... Not every place just has the ability to meet right. the, the needs of our campers. Uh, but we're back to doing trips, and we've been out in the community a bit, you know, dressed in the uh, yellow Camp Pass camper shirts. Right. Uh, there's a farm nearby that we go oh, to. Nice. Shout out to the Goldshine uh, Homestead right around the corner. Uh, beautiful place. The and neighbors have gotten to know you. The huh? neighbors <laughs> have gotten to know us, and we're getting to know them. And uh, out in the community, it's just uh, it's great to be able to re-engage and to see the community, for the community to see us, and just uh, bring everyone together. So it's not unusual to see Camp Pass campers bowling. That's not unusual. Uh, it's not unusual. Bowling, bowling and pizza is, uh, is a classic. Like anybody would enjoy. It's a classic. We, we've been out, out around the town. We love to feed the ducks down in Woodburn and pet the puppies <laughs> on the Gold Trine Farm. We're just we're making our way around town. Uh, Avi Pollock is here. Do you... Um, and, don't think there's any ulterior motive to this question. I'm just curious. Now with the staff as large as it is, 
Is there less rejection of staff? Are there shorter waiting lists for those who are begging to get jobs in camp? Or that list just continues to be full? I will just say we continue to this day, to this morning, fielding requests from people who would like to be a part of it. I wish we could accommodate everyone. So even with the numbers you've gotten even to, it with, hasn't opened up slots. I mean, the numbers are not dramatically, right. you know, just sometimes it's just a, a lot to us. That's sometimes all. just a little bit makes a huge difference. Right. Uh, but we're still, thankfully, thank God, people still getting in touch, asking if they can be a part of it to tap into the energy and the chesed. And uh, listen, we try to give everyone the opportunity as, as we can, as we need to. Is there a turnover like there is for campers during the summer? There's some campers are here only two, three weeks. Is there is there staff um, that comes up later on or not? Uh, very few, very yeah. few. They're here for the very whole. Few. For our the goal long is haul. our goal is for our camp our, our staff members to get to know the campers and to stick with them for the full summer. Inevitably, in any program, there's a little bit of give and take here and there. Uh, so there are a few new staff members coming up, but basically, once we start the relationship, we want to build on it and then have it continue throughout the year. And over, over many years. Yeah, and throughout the year is right. Now, as much as we always uh, talked about campers being invited to counselors' homes, etc., now it's like constant. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, now yeah. it's just uh, a real year-round activity. Uh, that's, that's when we chef the most nachas is when parents send us pictures and videos of the staff members coming for Shabbos to their house in Williamsburg right. or Monroe or, I don't know, somewhere else. It's just the nicest moments to see the staff and the families connecting across communities, across ideologies, and just connecting over the chesed that happens. It's the nicest. That's why all the cliches about Camp Hask, if it's going to be true about somewhere, it's going to be true about here. Because uh, you, are in, you are inviting and people feel welcome from all parts of the community, and there's something to be said about that. Um, so speaking of support... Uh, there is a pillar of society. We joked about it earlier in terms of the uh, couples that met here, but I'm sure you join me in encouraging our listeners and anybody out there who wants to spend some good quality money every single month to join the pillar of society. And as we heard earlier from its director, that money adds up in support of Camp Hask every single year. Absolutely. Just a short couple of years ago, the, the pillar of society began. It was a right. nice idea for people to get in, you know, to support camp on an entry level. Um, and it has grown and it has grown, and so many of those pillars have moved up to higher levels of support. Right. Uh, it's just a beautiful way to provide year-round support that makes such a difference to us to have that coming in on a you know on a regular basis. Uh, I think it comes out to something like eighty three dollars a, a month. month. It's just a, it's a it's a simple way to make a surprisingly big difference, and it adds up. And I don't know what the exact numbers is, but now we're in the hundreds of people. They announced this morning that they just, because of experience, they exceeded 300, which is pretty amazing. Okay, okay, it's it's growing, it's growing quickly, and uh, uh, I, I I work here year-round, believe me, I dedicate my heart and soul to Camp Ask, but I said I want to be a part of it too. I actually just became a pillar as well, even though I probably could have, you know, gotten away Avoided with my Camp Ask credentials without it, but I, I said, you know what, I want to be a part of it. And I want to I want to make the statement to our staff that it's important to put our own you know our own skin in the game. Pillars.campass.org. Pillars.campass.org. What a pleasure spending time with Rabavi Pollock, who is head counselor, program director. Thank you for having That's us again. I love these these moments I together. I appreciate that very much. Great seeing you. It's wonderful to be up here at Camp Hass. More coming up. It is a uh, Monday morning edition of JM in the AM. We're at Camp Hask Experience Day on this Sunday, believe it or not. And um, I do want to remind everybody, pillars.camphask.org, pillars.camphask.org. That is the easiest way to become a regular monthly 
uh, a regular monthly contributor to the incredible efforts that are going up here, going on here at Camp Hask. Uh, there are going to be over a thousand people, probably more here today, enjoying this incredible and wonderful scene. It is one of the most beautiful weather days of the entire summer, thank God. Uh, big concert, which in some way has already started in the background, is going on right now. Uh, later on, people like Joey Newcomb and Mordechai Shapiro are going to be gracing the stage. Our very own Yossi Zweig is roaming the area, doing a whole bunch of social media for our friends at Camp Hask. You can follow him, uh, Yossi Zweig, on social media and see his feed. And, of course, check out the Camp Hask feed. You want to follow that as well. Avigail Messenger is here, who runs the uh, HC office here in Camp Hask. And for those of you who know my history in camping, you know the HC office is the one of the most important jobs in the entire camp. Um, Tzvi Messenger is here, a division head on Boys Campus. Welcome to both of you. Hi. To our broadcast. Good to see you now. You've been on before or not? Have you I've ever never been, been here. First time. I've been on before. Have you been on before? And, and we should mention two things. Number one. They are a Hass couple, the messengers. <laughs> yes. The messengers, they got the message here at Camp Hass that it's time to get married. <laughs> and that's number one. And number two, we joked earlier that anybody who met at Camp Hask has to be pillar members. They have to be. <laughs> oh, so yeah. After all, how else do you thank Camp Hask? So I became a pillar first. Is that true? First. That's hilarious. So maybe, maybe it's a schooler? That's hilarious. For all those listening? Ooh, for all those good. listening, maybe it's a schooler? I'd like to see. If, if, yes, it is, whether it is or not, I want to start that rumor. <laughs> so they are now pillars, members of the Pillar Society of Camp Hask. We recommend you go to pillars.camphask.org, pillars.camphask. Org. All right. Uh, tell me what life is like at the head counselor's office, please. <laughs> um, it's crazy every I day. I can only imagine. I'm sure you probably know. My gosh. Um, but it's great. You know, some people may say that my job is like the most boring one in camp, but I think it's the most exciting. We have campers coming in all the time. I get to see everyone. I say I'm like the grandmother of the camp because like all the campers come to me. I give them candy and kisses. And then like when they start to cry, I'm like, oh, go back to your counselor. You know, that's. That's my job, but I absolutely love it. I love working with my girls. I have two. I have two girls working with me, and to me, it's the best job. In the world. You know, for a lot of campers, this is like a city. It's like yeah. a society they don't get to be part of during the year. I mean, everyone knows what camp life is like, and this is obviously camp life on you know at an incredible level. So, just meeting, just for the campers to come in and meet someone like you or to interact yeah. with you, and this, and for them, it's such an important thing, and it's just part of this whole, uh, you know, this whole uh, society that they have up here in camp. So. Don't minimize your role. I think yeah. I, I don't think you do, but I'm saying don't minimize the role of the grandma when yeah. you have the kids visiting you on a regular basis. Svi, you're a bit more hands-on when it comes <laughs> to the uh, the staff and the campers here yes. in Camp yes. Hask. What is the most difficult thing about being a division head? Wow, the most difficult thing about being a division head. I would, say, I would say the most difficult thing about being a division head is when my counselors get down on themselves about their camper not having the best day. Like my counselors try as hard as they can to make sure their campers have the best day. And I tell them again the summer, as long as you try your best to make sure your campers have the best day, you had a successful day. And when a counselor gets down on itself, it hurts me because I want them to know that they are doing the most amazing job possible. And they are. And they are. They're doing phenomenally, every single one of them. I love being a division head because I get to watch my guys. I used to be a counselor. Now I get to watch my guys come up and when they get down on themselves because their camper had a, you know, not such a great day, that hurts me the you most. You know what's funny about what you're saying, and I don't know if we discussed this last time you were on, what's funny about what you're saying is that we, 
we, those who've been in the regular summer camp industry, always think that here, there's more of a fruits of your labor being realized right away. The love that you get back immediately is, you know, is, is very confirming for a counselor. And you're telling us, for me, this is a revelation that a lot of times counselors will be down because their campers are down and those campers can't really control a lot their down. A lot of times, the, you know, the things you see in the Camp Ask videos, the Camp Ask pictures right. is what's going on in camp. But a lot of times, you know, when you're in the bunkhouse late at night and your camper is, you know, having a tantrum or your camper is not having the greatest time, your camper is having trouble, that's when it gets really hard and the counselors get down on themselves and that's when like me and my other co-division heads I come in and we make sure that the counselors feel supported during that so time. So it's not always instantly gratifying. Being it's not a always instantly gratifying. That's a very important point you're making, especially for those of us who think otherwise. That's interesting. It's not always. I got to tell those who are serving in other camps. That's when they really grow, though. That's when the counselors really grow. Right. Unbelievable. Well, continued success as a division head this summer. Hope it continues to oh, go man. well. It sounds like you're having a good time. I love it here. This, <laughs> is, this is my home. My and parents Abig came to visit me in my home. So, <laughs> And Abigail, continued success to you. Thank you very in much. In your role. And thanks to both of you for joining us this morning. All right. Thank you. More coming up here at JM and the AM. What do we got here? Uh, Miriam L. Wallach. What's happening? We've got uh, Dr. Jonathan Donath, who is here. Pleasure to welcome you. And nice to have you here. Dr. Jonathan Donath, a two-year camp counselor, director of Daily Giving who, according to the numbers I just saw over the weekend, you're distributing over $10,000 a day to worthy causes. It's pretty cool. And there we go. And I want to say welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you for having me. I assume dailygiving.org is the easiest way for people to check into all of that. It is. It's a very transparent website. What is your, uh, what is your bring that mic up a drop, what is your most potent memory of this camp? I had, a, I had a camper who is, had cerebral palsy, and he was in a wheelchair all the time, but his mother asked us to, uh, to use the walker and have him walk every day to you know, build up some of those muscles. And uh, we were walking just over there, and he fell, and I, I grabbed him, and I caught him, but his legs scraped against the metal walker, and he started bleeding. And he's 10 years old, this kid, and he says, It should be a kapara. He says it to you? He says, 10 years old, he says, This should be a kapara. This is the holiest place on earth. He learned that somewhere. I don't know if it was home or camp, but pretty, he learned it amazing, somewhere. Right? That is pretty amazing. What a memory that is. Um, we're at a point now. So how long ago were you in Hask? 99 and 2000. Okay. It's been a while. So we're at a point there's 600 staff members. Wow. Right? That's a lot more than your day. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's helped ease the transition that's, that new staff members have in order to, uh, you know, get used to this whole atmosphere. Do you remember your first days in the job at Camp Hask? You know, you bring up a very interesting point because the difference between my first year and my second year was like night and day. It's like a different camp, different experience as a counselor because the first year you have your called veterans, right? Right. And they're showing you the ropes and they're teaching. They take a lot of the pressure off and they're handling the more difficult children or whatever. And then the next year was like, a, and I had like the greatest summer ever my first year. And then the second summer, it was so hard <laughs> because I was that veteran, you know. And, and uh, you're giving advice. And you're, and and you're, you're being taking a mentor. the hard case and you're the one up in the middle of the night when they're throwing up or whatever else. And you're the one doing all the difficult things. And um, But so it's a very interesting thing you just said, right? The veterans uh, coming multiple summers, it could be a totally different experience. Yeah, plus they've added a, such a great support staff on both boys and girls that there's less of a, what we used to joke about 20 years ago, less of this panic that someone's got to just, that they can't handle, you know, the situation here. They're, they have so much support staff that even the menial tasks that sometimes can be difficult, I'm sure you agree with that, Absolutely. are now, you know, easier to get used to because you're dealing with people that are helping train you. So anyway, it's a great uh, and wonderful experience here at Cab Hask. Uh, we've been talking about the Pillars Society. You want to tell 
everybody why it's such an important cause to support. You know, you know about support. Camp Hask is last Tuesday daily giving gave Camp Hask over ten thousand three hundred dollars. Nice. And every day we give always during the summer. Or? No, no, it's just a round robin. We give almost sixty organizations every day. A different a different organization gets. So it just happened to be Camp Hask last week. And uh, you know, it, it, it gives me such pride when we give to Camp Hask because I see how not only it changes changes the kids' lives, the campers, it changes the parents' lives. These parents, you know, they work so hard. The siblings of the kids that go here, right? They, they, the parents are so so busy w with their special needs child, and and it gives them this reprieve for two months. And some of them didn't have it for the last two summers. And it, it really which is. is really something and then, to consider. And I just remember even visiting day, the parents would come and they'd be like, "Wow, the things that they wouldn't be able to get their kid to do that we would be able to get their kid to do as a counselor," and they're like, the steps they would take forward. And then, and then besides the kids and besides the parents, the counselors, how it changes. Uh, listen, I became a doctor because of Camp Pass. I wasn't going to go become, I, I was not, wow. I was not planning on doing that. I was in Cy Sims, you know, that was my, that was my thing. And then I went to Hass, I'm like, forget it. I'm going to go help, I'm gonna, I want to help people. Doesn't that say it all? My gosh. Dr. Jonathan Donath, two years, a camp counselor over 20 years ago. Uh, now a supporter and somebody with daily giving who makes sure that Hask is well taken care of. Thanks for joining us this morning. It's great to see you now. More coming up. You're listening to a Monday morning edition of JM in the AM.
We're actually at Camp Hask Experience Day. How do you like that? We are actually at Camp Hask Experience Day, and you're listening to a Monday morning broadcast here at JM the AM. Hannah Bauman and Esti Horowitz are here. Both medical directors. Am I right about that? A no. nurse. I'm Nur- one of the nurses. Okay. Senior nurse. So, okay, just get, give it to me straight here. <laughs> Esti's the medical director? No, head nurse. Okay. And Hannah's one of our senior nurses. Okay, sorry about that. I know. What am I supposed to? I'm not blaming you. I don't blame anybody. I can only imagine the volume of work that the two of you are doing this summer. But yes. you care to describe it? It's not describable, but it's it's unbelievable. I work with Alyssa Sachs, the medical director, who was on before. Yeah, boy. Um, we work. She does interviews. She doesn't acknowledge how tough the job is. <laughs> she um, loves it too much. Yes, we work on this for sure all year round. Um, for sure, it gets busier January on when we start looking for nurses and doing the hiring, doctors, nurses, etc. Um, and then we start calling all the parents as camp is getting closer. We ask them all the medical information. We have a um, computerized system where we put all the information in the computer. So when we come up, the medications are set. We work closely with um, J Drugs and Flatbush, right. who process all our medications. Sure. Um, the nurses come up 10 days before camp starts. We look through all the prescriptions, all the medications. We double check, triple check, and make sure everything matches up. So when the campers arrive and get off the bus, we have all the meds ready, everything is set and ready to go. Um, and that's the pre-camp. And then during camp is obviously taking care of Kanaanahara, the 300 campers that are here um, on a day-to-day basis, emergencies, doctor's appointments. Um, we do everything here, whatever. Um, it's considered a mini hospital. You've already said a couple of things that people have not considered. Doctor's appointments. Some of them take place outside of camp. All that has to be arranged. So, no, our, we have a doctor on premises. Right. Um, we have 16 okay, take nurses. Place in camp. Our medical staff consists of 16 nurses, um, a paramedic, a doctor, um, a six secretaries, seven medical assistants. So we run a big operation here. 
Um, on a day-to-day -day basis, it is super, super busy in the infirmary. Um, Hannah's is one of our senior nurses who actually do um, the shifts together with the other nurses. Um, she works in our back room, which is where all the patient care takes place. Like if someone needs to be catheterized, blood sugars, um, G-tube medication, administration, um, wound care. It's, None of this we could go on and on. None of this stuff scares either of you, right? <laughs> no. That's no. pretty amazing. Um, we have a tiny little facility, but we run an entire urgent care, um, dispense hundreds of medications a day, and it's all, you know, we have such a great system that everything just flows even in the absolute chaos. Um, I can we imagine. Have, we have it together somehow. You know, we joke about when it comes to recruiting counselors, how once they hear the job description, sometimes they may shy away. Are there sometimes nurses that are wondering if this is the right environment for them? Or basically a good nurse can handle this and any other type of medical situation. It's a great environment and a lot of our nurses are um, brand new. So it's a nice combination of new nurses and experienced nurses. And they just learn so much in the one summer um, because we have so many rare disorders and, and we just see everything every day. Um, it's just an absolute experience for medical So nothing's going to scare well. them off the same way it won't scare you off. I understand that. The rare disorders, do you have to read up on that? Do you have to discover things that you did not in your nursing career deal with before? How would yes, you describe it? and many times you do. I mean, there are campers that are coming here for years, so we kind of know them and get, we got to know them over the years. But many times, some, there's always something new that's happening, always something that maybe we didn't know, but that's also why we have a doctor and paramedic that we always can, if there's an emergency, we can always, we start IVs, we could do everything up until literally um, the ER, and sometimes we actually prevent campers from going into the hospital because we could draw labs, we could send out urines, we can do almost everything besides actually having an MRI and an x-ray here. What's the middle of the night like? Um, it's sometimes kind of busy. Um, Is it ever quiet? I, I carry Alyssa and myself carry an emergency phone 24-7 Shabbos um, and it's a satellite phone if this anything goes down we're always available um, and it's sometimes busy and Baruch Hashem sometimes we do get to sleep. Then <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also during the day can't we get called to the pool for sometimes a seizure at the pool oh, someone gosh. falls someone's not looking right we get called any place um, so in camp in general, we always say the most important building is the dining room, right? You got to make sure everyone's fed. Yet said, but here at Hask, I think we can make an argument that it's, yours might be the most important definitely building. Definitely, the medical center based Rafua is definitely of importance. And just to put it, you know, perspective on the on the schedules, it always says med time. 8 right. o'clock breakfast, med time. Right. 3 o'clock snack and med time. It was it's the always, first announcement I heard this morning. Yeah. Don't forget to get your meds. Right. Like that's the most important thing so you better remember. We do have everybody. We do have probably 98% of the campers are on meds. Some are on a truckload and some just, you know, one or two pills. Um, there's liquids. And like I said, there's about 40 campers on G-tubes, which is a whole separate part and a whole separate training. Um, do you need to train counselors in that area? Yes, I would assume so. the counselors so. are able to give the feeds. Do they adjust? They, is it, uh, is it, it a tough a hard, learning experience? It definitely is. Uh, the same with campers that are diabetic, you know, right. teaching the counselors what has to be done, what times. And um, often the, the camper won't be uh, cooperative when it comes to that, right? Usually when a kid has, is, is suffering from diabetes, they at least have a role in the care here that might be more of a challenge. Yes, definitely sometimes that it's, it creates a challenge. And we try to teach the counselors about 
the needs of their campers. So that's what we do also during orientation. You guys are doing incredible work, to say Thank the least. Uh, Hanna Bauman and SD Horowitz. Uh, if you want to find them, you got to look for the medical building, the base Rafua, and that's where you'll find them and an incredible staff in the most important, one could argue, building in Camp Pass. Thanks so much to both of you. Thank you. And enjoy Experience Day as the music blares in the background. As the music blares in the background, we know that Experience Day is in fact here again after three years of not being able to visit Camp Hask. Here we are in Parksville, New York. You're listening to a Monday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. We'll do this selection in our three weeks format and more coming up here at JM in the AM. I want to remind everybody that uh, tomorrow's broadcast will come from Camp Missora. Thursday, Jason Greenblatt joins us in studios. We talk about his brand new book. More going on than ever at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network.
J.M. in the A.M. Live from Camp Hask. I know. Not live because it's Sunday and you're hearing this Monday morning, but you get my point. It's live to tape, Nachum. It's live, it's, live it's being tape. recorded, and it's being presented as a uh, yet another amazing visit to Camp Hask. One of the uh, one of the terrible, one of the terrible byproducts of COVID was that Okay. Was that we were not able to um, well done, Stretch. Good reflex. I gotta tell you something. In ten and a half years, I've never, never called you Stretch. Till this moment. Ever, ever. But that makes this show groundbreaking for many reasons. My God, I have never seen that. Thank you. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you what just happened. We literally almost got beans in the head by a basketball. And if ZK was here, he would have. I don't even know what. Cringed a bit. The equipment, but Nahum literally took it and swatted it back. Uh, it's funny. Anyway. Uh, no big deal, but if anybody has a video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Hopefully that's on video somewhere. So so one of the byproducts of yes. this terrible pandemic has been that except for that one winter visit that we yes. that we mentioned earlier, we were not able to no. be here up at Camp Hask and to visit. And we don't spend a lot of time here. We're here one day. Rabbi, nice to see you. We, we spent one day here, uh, but it is an incredible day where thousands of people gather, where there's an incredible atmosphere, wonderful Avira, and the music is, is, uh, is in full blast. Mm-hmm. I, you know, no disrespect to Mordechai Shapiro and Joey Newcomb. No disrespect at all because the kids will freak out when they show up. Right. But just this is plenty for everybody. I know, yeah, it's unbelievable. I know. They have a DJ They're just happy to be or here. the recorded music is playing yeah. and they are thrilled with what's happening here. Yeah. So those of you out there who are, have ever considered supporting Camp Hask, it's not just support through the concert. It's not just support through major events. Those are great, and we get to announce them all the time. It's major support through the Pillar Society. How have 300 people already agreed to be part of the Pillar Society? Because they get it. They and get because 300 couples have been made here at Hask, and the <laughs> least they can do is be part of the Pillar Society. They, it's more than 300. I know. In fact, we're getting to a point where it's impossible to keep track of the numbers. It's sort of like billions and billions served. Uh, and, and, and that's pretty amazing. That that's Hask, wild. That has now has that history of a number that's impossible to keep track of. That's, that's how many beautiful. amazing Shidduchim have been made here. The Camp Hask Pillar Society is open to you, whether you were a Hask uh, couple or not. <laughs> and we are encouraging you to become part of the Pillar Society by going to pillars.camphask.org for a nominal contribution each month. You become somebody who becomes a very uh, prominent, a well, uh, a well-established supporter of this great camp. And over the last three 
three hours, we have heard what goes on here. Tell we them Malcolm heard, sent you. We have, correct. We've heard about the medical center, right. the base refuah. Sure. We have heard about the, the bunks and counselors and, and ratio of staff to campers, which is so vital, so critical, and has made Camp Hask second to none when it comes to taking care of this population. This is why everybody out there, not just for the uh, for the events that they run. Hey, we love concerts, and we mm-hmm. love being there, and we love talking about them on the air, and we love all the different events. But here on a regular basis, at no cost to ask, without them in making an event and inviting you, at no cost to ask, you can be part of the Pillar Society. And this is a word that we're going to continue to spread as Camp Hask becomes a really really important part of our community. So, has, yeah. has, it, has it always been? Yes. But it seems that it just keeps getting more and more important. Okay, so Nahum, first of all, I don't know if you saw that big wave, but that was Alicia Block. Yeah, I saw Alicia. Alicia's here. His son is I a apologize. counselor. No, 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 it's all good. You're doing the show. Um, <laughs> and we, and you know, we've done shows from Riverdale. That's from right. From Alicia's stores. That's from right. From uh, Block Pizza. Correct. And, um, and he's a wonderful supporter of ours. Correct. I will tell you that there is something... There is something that even Alicia doesn't carry in his store that was brought here from Ontario, Canada. Oh, it's, it's that here? I have here in my hand, and I present this to you <laughs> on behalf of Snuffleupagus and your friend in Canada, who I don't think exists. But there's evidently Kishka <laughs> with your name on it. Stacy Siegel. Mike Zion sent us fresh, kish, fresh kishka from Hamilton Kosher. Yeah, I gotta tell Mike, you something. Mike, you're amazing. Mike yeah, doesn't exist. But, I, I but know him for 46 years. Before it was 50, so now this is all getting 46 sketchier. 46 years. This is all getting sketchier. But let me tell you something. In 10 and a half years working with you, ain't nobody giving me a kishka to give you on the air. <laughs> but hey, it's experience day at Camp Ask. Well, anything can happen. If you're near Buffalo or Toronto, stop by Hamilton Kosher. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and enjoy the amazing and yes. incredible work so, of uh, Mike Zion. Yeah, so we're going to have to put this somewhere that it will, you know, stay safe until ready to be used. Yeah, or just make it ready to be used immediately. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll figure it out. There's, a, uh, there's a, a lot of people that are needed to make this camp operate. There are a lot of folks that are needed to make this cap operate. In fact, we've been alluding all morning long to 600 staff members who are needed to keep Camp Pass going on a daily basis. And among the people that have been so key and so critical, we're going, we're going, what are we doing first? Just remind me. What are we doing first? We're going, we're going to Abe and Schmiel. Among the people that are so critical in, uh, in making sure that this camp operates on a regular basis, uh, Abe Eisner, uh, who is, um, uh, who is uh, there we go, chairman of the Hask Center. I want to make sure I get it right. And Abe is here with us. And, of course, Shmuel Khan, who we met earlier, director at Camp Hask. Thanks to both of you very, very much. First, on behalf of the board, Abe, please thank you and the entire board and everybody affiliated with Camp Hask Lay Leadership for having us back and experiencing an experienced day like this for the first time in three years. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to have you back here. And wow, what a day, Baruch Hashem. How would you describe this to the people who are tuned in? Uh, You have to be here to see it, to believe it. (laughs) There's no way to describe this. Carnival, concert, everything you'd ever imagined for you. You always hear about this place being the happiest place on earth. That's what it is. It's a happy day today. It's like unbelievable. But Shmiel, you would say it's happy every single day. There's always something going on to make these campers so happy. Happy every single day. But today is something very special. And the special of today is when you see the parents of the staff, 
Right. Shepping nachas. And when I tell them that what a masmid your son is in the shul after, after hours, he works from 6 or 7 in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. And then he gets a chance to come with the Dav Marv with Minyan. And he stays on to uh, learn and have a shear. Either he's, he's, he's listening to a shear of one of the Rabbanim that come here, or he has the Chavrusa. The parents just are off the wall. They can't imagine that that's really happening. And when you show a parent, like there was a parent that, that was walking behind his son who was pushing a, 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 a camper on his bicycle. The parent thought that he's just pushing this parent, this kid in the bicycle. I pointed out to the parent the detail, the fact that he was strapped in from the waist, that the bike had, the kid shouldn't fall off the bike. And more important than that is the, the uh, pedals have a strap on it to strap the feet in. So the, the child is not sitting on the bike with his feet folded. His, 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 his feet are actually pedaling as the bike moves forward. The parent couldn't get over that. And that's the detail that every counselor in his own way help, works with the campus all day long. It's pretty amazing. The dedication is incredible. You're creating a lot of people in this camp that go on to be leaders in our community because of these incredible tasks that they undertake and the success that they have here. And we're not minimizing any of that. Uh, a, one of the things we're asking people to do is consider supporting Camp Hask. Uh, we have uh, been trumpeting the work of the Pillars Society, pillars.camphask.org, and asking people to consider uh, being regular supporters of Camp Hask, whether it's uh, through their events or just by being monthly contributors. In addition to that, I was told that uh, there's somebody of note that is on his way to Camp Hask Experience Day today. So we were hoping that he was on his way, and we're talking about our dear good friend, Senator Schumer. Um, he got a last-minute call to turn around and head to Washington, D.C. Oh, boy. wonder Could, what's going on. Couldn't make it um, here. But he sent the clip and he sent the message. And I want to take this opportunity to thank the senator for his friendship and leadership and assistance to actually obtain a federal grant for stationary generators to be used year-round at Camp Hask for the medical center and the entire facility. Uh, I asked him for this uh, back in May and uh, it's being finalized as we speak. And just to uh, underscore the importance of that, if there's a building you want to make sure never loses power, it is the medical center. That's correct. And, and in this area, I would assume that there are times when there are challenging situations in regard to electricity and power, right? There, I, there, I would there guess. are challenging times here all the time. And uh, our <laughs> medical center is at the epicenter of all the action. Uh, let's say like this. You know, the, the, to the credit of the Jewish community and the world at large, inclusion is, is trending in the world. Yeah, that's and for sure. And that gives us the opportunity the past uh, decade or so in Camp Ask to prov be providing services for individuals with much more complicated disabilities, much more handicapped, many more individuals in wheelchairs, many more individuals being fed in G-tubes, many more individuals who are immunocompromised and very complicated. Um, and. We, we've, we've done our best with our medical center. Our camp has just about, just about tripled in size over the last quarter century. Wow. And our medical building, which was state-of-the-art then, we've well outgrown now. And we're very excited that uh, to be announcing a, a new initiative, a really unbelievably, unbelievable, unprecedented project in our history, which is um, we're going to be great breaking ground on a new base refuah, a new medical center that will appropriately provide for the needs of our campers and our staff and uh, Hashem be able to provide year-round support and uh, enable us to provide care for those who are most vulnerable 
and uh, we're very excited about that. How long will it take, Shmuel? You have any idea? <laughs> oh, no. He's the one to um, ask, right? This is this is probably about six months plus. Wow, <laughs> I know. That, that to me sounds and like it's speedy, Hashem, frankly. Mirat Hashem, we're going to get That's right behind this. We're breaking ground. We, we, we're breaking ground right after Tisha B'av. And God willing, we'll be able to be It in has to be finished by, by next year because the rest of the place will be a mud hole. Understood. So uh, the way you got to get rid of all the construction and the construction equipment and uh, make sure and it's get it done. Get it done. And make get it, it happen. We have to. There are a lot of, listen, the parents and campers of Hask are depending on us. 100%. And we're depending on the partnership and support and, 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 and friendship of the Jewish community. And Abe, a shout out again to Senator Schumer because oh, if there's going to be somebody that needs to be recognized today, it's somebody that thought he would be here, unfortunately couldn't, Right. Uh, but certainly deserves the, the credit. The senator's been very helpful to Hask Center year-round, Camp Hask. He's always there when we call him, and we really appreciate it. So there you go. Uh, I want to thank both of you. Thank you on behalf of the board again. Uh, I, I am anticipating an amazing uh, upcoming year with a lot of wonderful things going on. More and more people joining the Pillars Society okay. and great support for Camp Hask. And Shamil, what can I say? You now have yet another assignment to oversee because uh, the expansion of this campus is remarkable. It's incredible what it looks like and there's more work to be done. The camp is continuously expanding every, every year. It's with, with the more challenging individuals more wheelchairs. We have today over 100 people with either wheelchairs or walking devices wow. that uh, need help continuously. Imagine all those counselors, what they have, the work that they have to do. I want to thank all the guests that came today, the, the counselors, the old counselors, the veteran counselors that just came just to say hello. The parents of the of the staff and many parents of the campers as well have come today for a second time to to, to shep the nachas of what's going on in Camp Pass. I want to thank you, Nachem, for coming, making a trip up here to uh, broadcast this live tomorrow morning. It's a show. And uh, I'm sure the uh, seaboard that listens to your radio will get something great out of it. They will certainly gain from it. Big thank you to Shmuel Khan. Big thank you to Abe Eisner. More coming up with Rav Judah. You are listening to a uh, Sunday slash Monday edition of JM and the AM from the Camp Hask Experience Day. <laughs> Say no. 
a Monday morning edition. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. What bad timing. This is when Elliot Strauss walks by. I could do an entire hour with Elliot. This is wild. Could say that again. Who's not here, huh? Rep. Judah Michelle is here. Uh. Um, there is something to the fact that uh, we're finally back after three summers. I know that you had an experience here last summer. Not an experience day, but I'm saying that you were open and camp was functioning. But there's something to welcoming back thousands of people yeah. on a Sunday. And I uh, would love to know your thoughts as you see this crowd gathered in Camp Ask. I can say that that we're here, that we're healthy, that we're able to provide these services, and that Am Yisrael is able to come and celebrate together and feel good together. A little bit, a little bit this is what it might look like. You know, it's been a term. A little bit this might, might be what it's going to look like in Yerushalayim. Yeah, I think that that's, I said earlier, I think that's legitimate because you see people of all backgrounds gathering yep. with a common cause and with great uh, respect and with great joy for each other. And it may be just a taste of it, as you said, but it's still, nonetheless, it's something significant as we don't have it in too many places in our community. A couple of themes from this morning that I'd like to wrap up with you. Uh, one is that uh, we love creating great Jewish leaders. Uh, and sometimes those Jewish leaders have to start with menial tasks. Ask Moses, ask Abraham. They are shepherds. They are those who are taking care of a flock, not even as upgraded as taking care of those humans with special needs like those here in Camp Hass get to do. And uh, they start from those humble beginnings and end up being the greatest leaders, not just of generations, but of all time. Uh, I I'm sure you are meeting a lot of leaders today who had their roots by doing this type of work. This is an incubator. This is an incubator. You can't, uh, you can't, you can't replicate, and you can't substitute achrayus, responsibility. When someone takes responsibility for another human being, their well-being, their care, you grow. It's, it, 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 th th there's no. That's the byproduct. No, Everything with the magic here. You know, I keep talking about the magic. It's, it's not magic. Magic is a sleight of hand. Magic is something which is an illusion. There's something which nuts and bolts happens here, day and night, over the course of every summer are young women and young men, professionals of all backgrounds, of all types, are putting themselves out, sacrificing their, their comfort and their, using their kochot nefesh, their abilities to take care of other people. It's not magic. It's what happens. When, when Jews open their hearts and love one another and take care of each other, it's the most beautiful thing on planet Earth. It's the most natural, the most powerful, and the most real I mean, you see it here. I mean, you get to see it every single day. Yeah, it never gets old. Which is pretty remarkable. I asked earlier uh, if now that the staff is as large as it is, if it has uh, eased up the waiting list a bit, if it's eased up the, uh, the need for you to reject certain people because sheer numbers don't allow for them to come to camp and work. And I was told that those lists continue to be as long as ever. How do you explain that? Well, it's an amazing thing. It's a credit to the community because there are so many meaningful ways for a young woman or young man or for anyone to spend their summer in the service of the Jewish people learning uh, being a counselor somewhere yeah, it's a million it's all, camps it's out all there. meaningful yeah. I mean it's a lot all of meaningful. great programs out there it's all meaningful and we've crossed paths in many of those sure. camps over the years and um, and uh, it's an amazing credit to Amisrael to our community to, to our to our community to our homes and to our schools and to our schools that are producing young women and men who are choosing to spend their summer in service it's absolutely amazing and it, it doesn't make sense. I don't know how the numbers work, but it's disproportionate. People want to come and work, and they work hard. They, at the end of and the day, hours. they're exhausted. 
And then, like, you, you see, they're, they're learning and they're growing and they're enjoying staff. I mean, we have, you've met our staff development staff and met our professionals. Yeah, key people, by the way. Because we're cultivating the greatest, the, I mean, this is the special sauce of Amiswell, our, our, our youth, our, our human capacity, our, our soul potential. And uh, they're growing into real balay and balay achrayut. People take responsibility. There are people listening right now who consider a, uh, a, a different organizations and causes to support. I'm going to again remind everybody that there's a website, pillars.camphask.org, pillars.camphask.org. That's the opportunity you have uh, to be a monthly contributor to the work of Camp Hask. Uh, work that goes on all year round, by the way. We spoke to the medical team. Yeah. They're, they're working all year round. All year round. At everything that goes all on here. Round. You think it's only these eight weeks or seven weeks. It's not the case. So, it, it, and, and all the others that are uh, that are making sure to work all year round. Plus, you have another element that has crept into the Camp Hask family over the last three years. And that is, it used to be that campers would visit counselors and staff members at times during the year or specific holidays, et cetera. Now it seems like it's a year-long project yep, yeah, of them being in touch. Yeah, and, and, we, and we, we've, we've added year-round staff to help cultivate that and make those connections and to support that. Wow, uh, that's necessary. That's unbelievable. I mean, you have, again, they, just, they, just the numbers. There's 300, over 300. There's not, people ask, how many kids you have here? How right. many campers? Okay, the answer is depending on the week, 320, right. 300. But that represents an ecosystem, a family. Sure. There are parents, there are siblings. There are 600 staff members. They have parents, they have siblings. You see today, the beauty of this Camp Ask experience are everyone coming together to celebrate the most basic and beautiful element of Yiddishkeit, which is Ahavas Yisrael, people taking care of each other. Pretty amazing. I want to give a shout-out to Eli Gorelick. Eli Gorelick uh, gets a shout-out. This was Shabbos Mavarchim. Eli Gorelick was busy. With the Molot? The Molot, yeah. Thursday me? night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you kidding me? So a, <laughs> a very big shout-out to Eli. Of course, to Uri Butler, who's never around when we're actually looking for him. But he is around when we're not looking for him. Uh, and to everybody else who's been so nice to us at Camp Ask. A special shout-out to Stacey Siegel, our very own MIH, helping us set up here yes. at Camp Ask. Yes. Uh, you think you have a great MIH department. We also have a great MIH department. Uh, and, of course, to everybody here at Ask. There are unbelievable people here today. There were, you see what's we, going on? We here? met some phenomenal people here today. And, uh, and you're really blessed to be surrounded at every level, uh, from, the, from the lower to the upper staff, every level, uh, with de very dedicated people, people everyone who want to do. Everyone who works here. Yeah, everybody. everyone who works here who is part of this team, at every single role, professional, direct care, support staff, everyone who works in every single one of these roles as part of this incredible Kiddush Hashem. Pretty amazing. And, and, and it's an amazing, today is that day to enjoy that nachas. Amen to that. Pillars.camphask.org. Check out the website and be one of those people that can be counted on for monthly support to Camp Hask. Pillars. We've, we've got a lot org. to do. We've got, we've a, lot got a lot to do. to do. This campus. Just this, this past program, conversation, we realized how this much This program is. has been here for half a century. 50 years. The Khan family started this 50 years ago. We, we, we're looking to flip that Othello piece in our medical center and continue now renovating our girls' campus in Mirza Hashem. And uh, God willing, over the next couple of years, work toward the goal of making this place completely accessible for everyone who needs and letting it be a real Kedosh Hashem for, for, for the Jewish community. And I just want to add, because we didn't really touch on this, uh, we, we spoke earlier with Shmiel about the, uh, uh, the counselors that work very hard, wheeling campers around and all that. Every facility here. Everything is, is, is arranged with ramps, including swimming pools, which some people may find hard to understand if they haven't yeah, seen it. It's like it. a beachfront. Right, it's a which beach is front. pretty amazing. Yeah, so keep front. that in mind as well, everybody, as we continue to build here at Camp Hask, both in terms of campers and counselors and in terms of facilities, pillars.camphask.org.
Ah, here he is. Here we go. Here he is. Uri Butler, what's the story with the time for music? Well, Malcolm Seagull, I don't know yet. What? You don't know. If anybody would know, it would be you. Yeah, that's true. I just know it somehow. I like how he says, yeah, it's true. I want you to know, I just told Ori Butler he has 30 seconds. He's like, what do you mean? Exactly Hurry, what I'm don't saying. freeze. You how, have the mic. How amazing is this summer? Tell me. Just how amazing is this well, summer? Well, campus is nice. We're doing fine. The children are great. The children, the children are, are great. Well. <laughs> the kids are all right. And you're great. Yes, that's the right. That's right. And thank you for being in touch with us all year round. See, Uri's in touch with us all year round. Oh, you get the FaceTime? You get the 4 oh, a.m. FaceTime? I get the exploding Uri, messages. we know your schedule. I get yes. all the exploding messages about a time uh, for music. Yes. Malcolm Siegel, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Uh, big <laughs> thank, thank you, Miriam Wallach. Thank you, Miriam. Thank you, Ray Judah. Thank you for co-hosting. Thank you for producing. And uh, let's start planning our next show. And by the way, a huge shout out to Ellie because he's the only one who can find Uri. We gave Ellie a big shout out. We did. Hold well on. Deserved. Ellie, say hi to everybody. How you doing? There right. we go. Thank you, you go. very That's much. everybody. All right. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at Siegel.com on the Nachum Siegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing visit to Camp Hask on this Sunday Hask Experience Day. An amazing visit to Camp Hask. Those of you out there who are considering being Hask supporters, go to this website, pillars.camphask.org. Tomorrow from Camp Missora, Thursday, uh, Jason Greenblatt joins us in studio in Teaneck. A big week for us here at the Nahum Single Network. And a big thank you to, a big thank you to, Batya Bozid. Batya Bozid, our liaison. From our staff to the Camp Hask staff, add Shira Strauss, who was an earlier uh, liaison from Camp Hask to the Nachum Siegel Network. Till tomorrow from Camp Missouri, it's Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.